Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new live episode of the DLP Report podcast. We're back, as every two weeks now from now on. Uh, well, hello, hey, maybe. Hello, hello, hey, everyone. Uh, so, hi, hi. As usual, hello. we have a ton of people. Um, Jeff from DLP Town Square. Hello. Hi. Did everyone finish their food? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> Um, Elliot, Elliot from Elliot. We're settled in. Hey. Darren from, um, what are you from, Darren? Darren BTM. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, hi. Hey. Uh, David from David at Home. Uh, <laughs> up in Scotland. Um, who else is there? Patrick, are you here? Yes, I am. Hello. Hello. Patrick from, <laughs> Patrick from Ireland or from Paris or, I don't know. What everyone has to be from somewhere. Um, am I missing? Am I missing anyone? Not this week. Well done, you. Thank you. See, I learn. Uh, Viv um, is going to join us later. Um, she had a few things to do, and Cat can't be here this week because she is with yeah. her family over in the US, doing I don't know, doing cat things. <coughs> um, so lots of news this week. Zoom quizzes. Zoom yeah. quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, AT and not CAT. So yeah. Arguably, if you live on the continent, uh, you are probably have stopped doing Zoom quizzes because you're allowed to do real life quizzes now. But um... yeah, that's fair. The I think I... that's going to be the thing I miss, by the way, of lockdown. Like, I've actually started to love Zoom quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've spoken I mean, to my family yeah. more than ever. Um... You know, yesterday I went out to a park outside of London and uh, towards the end of the day, I was kind of like, wow, I'm, I think I miss my house. Like, it's weird because, you know, you're outside for a whole day. That was just really surreal. Um, obviously, I don't miss my house, but yeah. It's really tiring as well, isn't it, going out? Oh, my God. I was <laughs> oh so my tired. God. Night. <laughs> right? It's exhausting. The sun, the wind, the, like, and also like trying to run away from people. Um, it's just like so stressful. I mean, not that stressful, but it's always on your mind, you know. So it will be the park, like stand back. Exactly. Well, like it will be interesting when when uh, all the parks open, really, to see like how guests are gonna um, adjust to that. Because obviously, I don't know. Like if Main Street gets busy, like what do you do? Do you just like panic and start screaming? I don't know. Uh, a cast member is gonna start screaming at people like disperse or something i don't know <laughs> i think what they you are, could do really easily awesome. is like you could have like the arcade you've got two of them you could have an in and out that's quite interesting oh, well, that's yeah. probably what they'll do yeah. <laughs> yeah i really feel i really feel the, that that's a really good idea and if they don't do that um then we should tell them you can have that idea for free I won't exactly royalties or anything i'll make sure to tell them uh lots of news happened in the past two weeks um, the biggest ones being uh, park opening dates. So the first one that we got was, God, I don't know when that was. Disneyland. Disneyland. What, what was that last week? Did World happen last two weeks? No, I don't think so. Right? Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. yeah, we already talked about World in the last show. Do you not re-listen yeah. to our shows? No, that's what I was thinking. Like, was World <laughs> like World already happened by then? I don't even know. Yeah. Days. What are they? Well, Talking about talking about you know Zoom Zoom quiz, we learn about Disney World on a Zoom call. <laughs> That's so twenty twenty. <laughs> um, yeah, 
But don't worry, Disneyland Paris is going to be way better. We're going to learn it from the Union's Facebook page. So, um, I love that page. They it's put a, a picture page. of an upside-down horse today. It was oh, good fun. Did, yeah, they, <laughs> they were like, this is how well Union negotiations are doing. It's a picture of a horse upside-down. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I didn't really get it, though. Did you get, what's the joke? I mean, I get it that they're upside-down. Like, like, this is how British. it's going, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, no, I think um, I think Disneyland Paris is now going to try to out- outsmart them. I hope they I hope they manage because you know it's nice they have to another get another meeting. Like, oh, what the days, union? Should we should we tell people what the unions are asking for so we're not confusing them? Well, well, there's okay. two different well, there's two different types of meetings. There's one type of meeting that is about safety precautions in the parks, and then we'll be talking about that later. And the second meeting. Go ahead, Elliot. About the HR hours, which is not really something that I usually talk to on the account because it's a very controversial topic, and I just don't want to get killed. Um, so you go ahead, Elliot. So um, <laughs> at the moment, a lot of class members across Disneyland Paris have um, sort of fixed hours, so um, they work every time a certain day, every time a certain time every day, and they have set days off every week. But obviously, being sort of like a tourist destination with flexible attendance and different seasons, it might not be the the best way to manage the flow of working hours. Um, so they published a consultation to basically allow, very similar to what you do like in the UK, where you can have different shifts at different times and work different hours on different days. Uh, so essentially, that's in consultation with the unions right now. But obviously, just typically, the working culture in France is very set. So there is some adverse to it, but I just think what it's they're something being that asked, was already in, yeah. in, on a voluntary basis for the past year, I think. So some people yeah. have been uh, doing that, but now obviously they want to push it to everyone because obviously they got to manage. They have to be careful because they've committed to not hiring anyone for the interim future. So the class they do have, they've got to be very strategic about how they manage the hours. And I think it's only fair and that it's actually very good that they're not actually sort of doing redundancies and stuff like that when their business is going to be affected. So I just think people have to appreciate this, appreciate that Disney have, they were paying them for so many weeks at the start and that all the CDIs will have a job to come back to. So while it might not be ideal, I don't think it's not like they're asking you to work unpaid or, reduce your hours they're just asking for a bit more flexibility which i think is fair enough especially when you work at a tourist destination you know i work for a retailer and my hours are flexible and it's just you get your schedules and just it's just how it works you know you learn yeah. to live with that yeah i think i mean there's there's only one thing that you know i'll give to the union is that i mean this is a this is a measure that is like you said maybe is going to make things easier in that situation because you know they're trying not to let go of anyone so if they're more flexible obviously they will be able to use the people they have better but also it's something that they've been trying to do for quite a few years and so covid is a little bit also like the you know scapegoat for the whole thing and i think you know a lot of you know a lot of companies and even governments blame everything on covid so they're not the only ones but i think there's a little bit of also like you know oh cool we have a reason let's just do it for everyone um but you know whatever gets them through and they've done some concessions to the unions so um so now they'll know the schedule two weeks in advance and also 
they'll have two days of rest in a row, which is how it was before. They wanted to change that as well, so that's not going to be changed. Those two things, I think, are definitely fair enough, and the union's a right to ask for. But I yeah. think sort of saying saying that you're going to sort of work for six hours on one day and then do nine hours the next just to cover to make sure things are covered, I don't think that's a ridiculous asking, in my opinion, you know? Yeah, yeah mm. of course, because, you know, attendance varies a lot between days, weekend, weekdays, even like between each weekday, I mean, you know. On some Plus days, you get extra breaks and everything, so it's not like you're... Yeah. So, so we'll two, two, week, two weeks brings it in line with Disneyland in California, because that's how they, they work. Was yeah, they had Disney two weeks Disneyland? before. Oh, really? Mm. Okay, well, that's good. Um, so Disneyland is going to reopen on July 17th, right? Oh, downtown July. opening early as well. Sorry? Downtown opening on the 9th. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, are we even counting those now? I, I, you know well, what I mean? Ho- I, think, I think what's interesting about Disneyland is uh, the hotel's opening late. Yeah. Um, so Paradise Pier and Grand California are both July the 19th. And the Disneyland Hotel just doesn't have a date. They're just saying, it's going to happen later. Hmm. Well, it is interesting that they're not going to be open on opening day. But, you know, we'll I see. I think it's we'll a type of demographic. I, I don't think they're going to have many people who need a hotel room. If everyone who's going to be coming are local annual pass holders, you know. Do you think it's also yeah. because I saw a lot of people that were like on like American forums and they were saying that... If <clears throat> if staying in a hotel guarantees your entry, there was a lot yeah, of people willing to just book hotels. So it's probably just to try and avoid that as well because I'm sure this like reservation system was probably gonna be pretty like popular like it was for Galaxy's Edge and stuff yeah. like that in the past. Yeah. So it's probably gonna be swarmed. So at least it shows that you can't really buy your way into the park. It's kind of like that's very different. true. But you can't in Walt Disney World either. They announced last week that um. Hotel guests do not have guaranteed entry to the park, and they have to use reservation systems. Like they do, else. and they don't. They will do, like there's there's not going to be a hotel guest that can't get into a park, but they can't just rock up to any of the four parks on the day and say I'm a hotel guest. No, you're here. not. You're not guaranteed access to a park, I so know, you can but... get access to the portal the same day as AP holders and same existing day. ticket holders. I thought it said there was going to be early reservations for on-site guests. No, so it's earlier than if you just want to buy a ticket for the day. It's not like... Mm. Yeah. So you might be able to book, say, three days in advance, let's say, for an annual pass holder slash hotel guest. But if you're just a standard ticket holder, then you'll be later. But you don't have a ticket yet, so you'll be able to buy one later, I mean. That's right. probably why they're in current. But I, again, I think... I, I think these parks are going to have such a capacity compared to the amount of guests who are actually there that I don't think there's going to be swarms of people who can't get into the park. It might not be the park you want, but I think like there'll definitely be reservations at Epcot or something you know, for you to take, hey. just, or Animal Kingdom. I think uh, Hollywood Studios will be the difficult one because yeah. it's quite small anyway and it's got rise, so yeah. it'll be the I tough think, one. I think Disneyland will manage the hotels much better than even say Paris, because in Paris we have, what, six, seven hotels, something like that. Um, and if they're all full and guaranteeing people going into the park, then we have quite a big problem. Well, you know, I mean, obviously we'll see what Paris announces, but it is highly unlikely that all the hotels open. Yeah, obviously. no, for sure. But, um, you know, so, what I mean. you know, 
like for example, we you know if they try to, it's going to be the same issue as Disney World. So if they try to limit the number of hotel guests who are going to get access to the park, because obviously you don't want to have an unhappy hotel guest, especially in Paris, because in Paris if you can't get into any other parks, then what the hell are you going to do? You know, um, and also go have a robot pizza. Yeah. <laughs> go to Bangalore shopping. Yeah. Go to the outlets. Um, but also, um, you know, who needs a hotel? Because obviously, you know, are people going to drive for the, the first few weeks? Are people going to like want to stay on site? And also, there's all the Val d'Europe hotels. So I really don't see that many hotels opening for a while in Paris, is it? So, yeah. And I, I think they're doing things, well, they will do things too. I don't want to say discourage, but sort of nudge you towards probably cancelling. I feel like that's what Walt Disney World's been doing too. Um, I know I cancelled, so yeah. Yeah, those those European borders are opening, aren't they? So people people over there yeah. can go. We can't in the UK yet. Yeah, but that might I think come. That would change. But it's I feel like it's July, August. That's yeah. going to limit though, because I think like Belgium, Netherlands, maybe Germany will drive mm. over, but like Spain, Italy, UK, UK really have to fly um and you don't have to but and so are they gonna buy a last minute ticket to get a tlt in july yes for, yeah <laughs> the spanish guests <laughs> uh, I, I, I i probably well so i sort of already said to myself that once i've decided that i'm kind of happy with things um i would probably just book that ticket and go and i probably will do it last minute yeah. Because also I, mean, I want to make sure I've got a reservation for the park, you know? Like I'm not gonna travel all the way to France if I can't get in. That's pointless. Right. That's kind of a tough True. one. Well Par- Paris are gonna to have to do that way in advance, aren't they? Can't but, just I do mean, it a week at a time. In Hong Kong it's a week at a time, so and in Shanghai it's a week at a time. But I think Hong Kong with... and Shanghai the guests are coming from the city, yeah, aren't they? That's it. Whereas in yeah. Paris it's more there's gonna be much more guests who are coming because it's a destination resort as opposed mm. to that's the, that's you have to plan. Guests have to plan a bit um, more, don't they? Yeah. I do think a lot of families are going to look at the offerings, though, and be like, "Nah, maybe I'll wait till next year and see how things are." Yeah. Okay. I mean, I am yeah. super excited for some of them, like um, the welcome kiss and goodbye kiss. Finally, we get characters on the station waving at you in the morning and at night. That'll be fun. Um, I don't know. If I, I, I don't know. I'm actually most excited for um, Captain Jack waving from the balcony of Captain Jack. That's gonna be great. <laughs> I want. I want. Yeah, there could be some fun meets. Yeah, there could be some yeah. fun distant. And I mean, you know, if they put like Alice, if they put Alice in the planters by teacups, and she's doing all sorts of you know shenanigans <laughs> in there and waving I at you. There's a cool like, opportunity you know. to use the stages as well and go on the stages yeah. and take some selfies. So some of the things that they're planning is, for example, on stu- in the studio theater stage to have. Marvel superheroes, and then guests will then get the chance to get on stage at Studio Theater and in the sets of you know the Marvel show that was obviously not used mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And same at Making the Magician, um, you know, guests are going to be able to go on stage, and so obviously it won't be like a big hug with Mickey or with Captain America, but you, I don't know, you'll take a selfie with them in the background making. Waving in the background? I don't know. <laughs> Could be fun. Well, we've, and we've, we've seen it at Universal, haven't we? With mm-hmm. characters, and they've been big group shots. It's, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. But Universal have been not afraid to put the characters in masks. It's Disney, obviously, and not doing. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that. that's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially you're going to have a raw right in a mask, you know. Um, yeah, at no. least the one good thing I'll say about Universal and characters in masks, despite the fact that it's terrible, is at least they're sort of color-coordinated, the masks. Yes, like, it they doesn't are, actually yeah. look bad. Yeah, they did a decent job. But still, like, you know Disney, they're not going to want to have those photos in, like, people's archives and, like, trips photos no. and stuff you know that like you don't want to everyone's going to want to forget about this phase of the humanity so i'm sure they don't really fancy having you know aurora with a pink mask it would look no, cute, okay. but you know it would never happen um, yeah, i don't think that's that's the thing and so um we obviously going to get uh stickers all the stickers all of them um uh, and uh, you know something you're pointing jeff uh the uh did you point that out? I don't know. Maybe you pointed it out to me. The, um, the color the, coding? Yeah. The color coding is going to be it. fun. I love the color coding. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to get those big giant squares of where not to stand, which, and I think we cracked the code of this idea before. So they're doing that because if you put a sticker with where to stand, everyone's going to stand yeah. on it and people are going to just like rub their feet and shoes on it mm -hmm. and they're just going to become white after a week because those stickers, they don't, they're not good. Um, Elliot and I were in Shake Shack and they had, Shake stickers, Shack, on, yeah. they had stickers on the floor <laughs> and literally half of them were ripped and they've been there for like a week. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. But they, put uh, a, they put thought into the color coding. Like, it's actually yeah. pretty clever. I yeah, love so the design of the studio's ones. Disneyland Park is going to be green because if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, that's the only thing that doesn't make sense. No, it does kind of because you you know like it's like the like green, green the green fences the green railings uh, yeah I suppose and, yeah and like you know when when we did, when they did the you know the logo from our previous accounts um, you know Rob came up with green because it does make sense in some way like the yeah I, I just I wish that I wish the ones in the lands would be a bit themed but obviously there's not a budget just for unlimited stickers for thematic yeah. purposes you know. Um, the studios that are going to be green. like orangey red. Yep. That'd be fun. And I can't believe we're getting excited about stickers for social distancing, but sure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I know, right? what does the world come down to? And uh, 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 village is going to be blue just for no reason. And I guess for the lake, the lake, hmm, lake blue. Okay. Is village blue? I can't yeah. So village is blue. And also uh, Newport, Newport Bay Club is blue. And of I course. I did not. Uh, spend much time reading about the village clue. No, it's scroll. No, scroll. I don't. <laughs> uh, and uh, obviously, so uh, Sequoia Green and New York. I mean, if if there's still social distancing in November, it will be red. Um, which uh, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't actually pay attention to uh, Cheyenne and Santa Fe, but I would assume like uh, they're red as well. Red, red maybe. Yeah. Right? yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> red. Um. So that's that. And then there's all sorts of other stickers, obviously, for the doors, for the everywhere. Um, the signs. Lots of hand sanitizer. Woo. Yeah, 2,500 <laughs> bottles a day. Uh, no, that's... more than that a day, isn't it? Because you have to refill them. Well, there's 2,500 stations. The... But when they because... say stations, they mean like, you know, a bottle on the counter at a hotel that counts as a station. So. Yeah, yeah, but they're also counting attraction entrance and exits as uh, stations too, which they will obviously have to refill. Yeah. Um, and there's something interesting also about you know masks and for cast members. So all the cast members are going to be given fifty masks to start with as a you know starting kits. And um, 
some of the uh, crowd-facing uh, cast members can request a uh, face shield, which, sure. Uh, <laughs> please, it, somebody take one. Like, I yeah, want to see this. Please, if you're a cast member, <laughs> please request a face shield so we can just see, like, what... I must say, I saw one uh, woman in a supermarket with one last weekend, and it was just—I just turned around the corner, and I was kind of like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay." It was a bit, you know, it was a bit end of the world, but sure. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever makes people feel safe, you know. If you want to, I mean, I got an email from a restaurant earlier in the weekend, and they were saying, "Well, you know, we're going to bring you your food, but because we have to bring your food to your table, we're going to wear a face shield while we do it." I'm like, oh. Okay, that's clever. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I sure. think it's a way around being in kind of close contact where you're not social distancing. But I mean, in some way, also, if you wear a face shield, I guess you're not wearing a mask, right? Or are you wearing both? Yeah, you no, do. No, no, you don't. Oh, do you? Do you? Because that's what it, yeah. Because if they're only wearing the face shield, then you can see their smile and faces, and actually, maybe that could be better. I mean, it's weird, but anyway. Um. So yeah, masks, and then, um, I don't know, they're giving some of the cast members some gloves, I think. I don't know, I didn't do my homework. Uh, if you remember anything else. It's, it's kind of the usual stuff, right, that we're seeing basically rolled out everywhere. Like, there's yeah, nothing yeah. crazy exceptional going on. So now, it's going to be interesting in the restaurants, because the buffet restaurants are going to be turned into some sort of table service, temporarily, where guests will have a choice of various plates that will be brought to their tables. Did I understand that right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. roughly. And it's going to be like photos, and they have to pick like option one, option two, option three, uh, option six, you know. Right. Which is not going to be fun because they used to just like go to buffet and just get like all the chicken and, you know, get a ton of one thing. But, anyway. but you know, I actually like controversially. I hope this ends up working better because DLP has too many buffet restaurants, and I think it's true. It, yeah. it needs That's to quite be... civilized, isn't it? The dining yeah, plan, like... the dining plan needs to be reworked. But you know, the only thing that worries me a little bit, and I don't want to be shady, but when you go to like Plaza Gardens, sometimes the waitress she comes to take your order of drinks and she brings you a first round, and then to catch her to get something else is like literally oh my I mean, god yeah it's impossible it's impossible like <laughs> they disappear so in busy. the sunset I think, and <laughs> i think it's because they're so my friend works there and they say they're so busy clearing plates that if they didn't have to clear plates all the time they'd have more time to serve uh, the guests so maybe that might actually work yeah because they all have like if you think about it they're all assigned an area and if you've got to clear plates every time a plate's finished instead, instead of just helping a guest that what taking up most of their time. Do not think it's in their interest to, to to make like you know drinks are included in your in your price, but if they don't serve you as many drinks, it means that they don't have to give away as much drinks that you don't. Have. You're not technically, you know, they're they're making more money on the fact that you're not having as many drinks. It's uh, funny well, you say that, Patrick, because. My next comment was going to be that I was worried for your unlimited drinks counts with this new system. <laughs> so annoying when I go to Plaza Gardens. I'm like, I say to the, I say to the waitress when we them, like, I'm really sorry, I'm going to annoy you for so many drinks, I'm really thirsty. And she's like, okay, don't worry. And then she literally just like hovers around the table and like, everything goes well. <laughs> and then she like, shit, he, he actually right. meant that. Um, so how's that going to work with someone like Casey Junior? Do you queue up to go in and then? 
you're in. Get your foods. Go out. Oh, Casey's uh, is kind of Casey Corner. Casey's Corner. Because Casey Jr. doesn't take have takeaway only. Did I say Casey Jr.? Sorry. Yeah, takeaway only. <laughs> I think we saw that as. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you can you can also eat a snack on Casey Jr. if you like. This absolutely okay. <laughs> I can do that. And they're now going to be serving breakfast. Well, they what have the option. Breakfast. They have the option to serve breakfast at Casey's Corner, which really please make it happen. We need yeah. more breakfast places. I'm tired of just like waiting for 9:30 to get like a shit muffin. That it's would not be that good. mayonnaise yes. like, burger thing. That's horrible. Oh, no, 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 no. They should make like <laughs> not, not, not that. <laughs> I no, but like if it's... they lead if they lead into it and like do like a breakfast dog where it's like a dog with like scrambled eggs on it and like I don't know, like Elliot, some are you are you opening cookies? No, yeah, like, I feel like they can lean in and just do like a breakfast dog, like a bit like you know the way they do the morning run morning run Do you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they can lean into it. And, like, here's like a special hot dog, but it's only for the morning time. Yeah, I mean, cool. you could also yeah. do like, you know, breakfast boxes where you don't have to handle food. So you have like a guy in the back who makes only coffee, like literally nonstop without people ordering them, just like mix them and puts them there. And then you have a not person allowed. at the counter. So it's not allowed. No, everything has to be made to guest order. Ugh, well, that's just not Which is really... part of the reason they're so slow. Well, that's just not very effective, is it? Um, and then you have someone in the front who's just grabbing a box of already made, you know, that has like a, a muffin, a fruit, and a, I don't know, orange juice in it, and just give you like breakfast box. And you add the coffee, and then here you go on your way. You know, pay contactless, and and everyone should be in and out in like a minute to get breakfast. I don't understand why you know breakfast on Main Street is always such an ordeal to the point that I just bring a cereal bar now. Like I, you know, I want to I want to buy food in the parks, but breakfast i can't i just can't i'm too excited to go and play and you know it's too much so are we are we talking about how they've committed to open all the food carts oh yeah yeah food carts should be open okay but i mean do we want stuff from the food carts um well i feel like it's a good option they've got a lot you can buy you can buy like um drinks and things like that so i don't have to now Mm. wait half an hour for a drink at dairy it does make sense because if you have all the food cart opens, that allows you to have a lot more queues. So the more queues you have, the less people you yeah. have in each queue, and the more people can social distance. You also have more room. But those, to have queues. those, those food cart, and also the food carts were operating with only one cast member in them anyway. So that's not going to be a problem with distancing, because oh, yeah. they they all had one cast member. <laughs> Seb says the old mail will sell sandwiches as well. Yeah, that's true. The old mail and I can remember. What else it was? Uh, uh, Café uh, de la Bruce. Uh, and uh, Argo Chante. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. They're going to get rid of the Mickey Waffles, which is what everyone actually goes there for. Well, yeah, because it's all about just prepackaged stuff that's safe to yeah. eat and quick to do. And, like, mm-hmm. I think for a few months, we're just going to have to give it all a pass and just be happy that we have a park that's open. Like, I yeah, think definitely. that's where we have to be. Yeah. And there's also, uh, you know, there's also a ton of work that is being done backstage because they have <coughs> cast restaurants, they have costuming, they have offices, they have, you know, workshops, they have landscaping, they have all those things that we don't see. And all those places are also ready for reopening with like special measures. So it's actually probably double the work that what we see because half of it is backstage. So, you know, that's why it also takes a lot of time and a lot of negotiating and preparations and it's going to take a lot of training and 
you know, people will get confused, both guests and cast, I'm sure, when he reopens. But, you know, we'll get through this. Uh, yeah. Um, other than that, you know, no parades, no fireworks, no outdoor shows. Um, or indoor shows. It looks like it looks like Mickey and the Magician won't come back at least right away because uh, they're planning to make it a, a full location. So I guess not. I mean, they got rid of the cast in March, and that was the whole drama. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and we can kind of confirm really that this year's Lion King and the Jungle Festival. Nope. Yeah, but it's funny that they're completely avoiding the question. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure the page is still up with the dates yeah, in June or yeah, something. And, like, is. they just don't want that headline, which I understand, I guess. But, I mean, eventually, you know, you just get a... It is what it is. But do you want do you want the headline on the same day that the park's reopening? Park's reopening, by the way, that festival that you booked to come to, not happening. Sorry, move on. <laughs> yeah, it's better to, like, anticipate, right? Do, um, do you think yeah. that, that will that then roll forward, the Jungle Festival? Will that roll forward to next year? Or... Yeah. Yeah. So, going to yeah, be back sure. to do its thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I so. Think I mean, with Frozen as well, apparently. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> but they're also looking for like selfie spots, um, like uh, uh, basically, uh, what's it called? Boarding house. You know, they'll use the uh, the balcony there, and I think maybe they're going to put a. Um, a few characters in some places also. but this is the thing right like I, I'm, I'm excited to see how this works because this is really going to show that <laughs> you know the way like a lot of people well myself included is like you know characters are what makes the park come alive and it what ma- it's kind of what makes the magic like really kind of like like different every time because you can go on Space Mountain and you can go on Big Thunder Mountain but like every time you meet Mickey or somebody else it's like always a little bit different and you always get a different memory out of it so like uh, like I'm, exci- I'm excited to see how this works because if it works well I, w- I would be kind of happy that if they kind of did meet and greets but then if they just had like like Alice running around the planters and like you could take a selfie with her but you can't really get up that close to her or whatever it would kind of really like satisfy a lot of demands that like character people have and the fact that at least the characters would be there and it's not like it brings some atmosphere to the place yeah. as well. it brings it alive doesn't it you don't automatically have to always meet the character but if the character's out and can you know like they do it in Disneyland and I know we always say that in Disneyland it's because guests are so blasé because they've seen characters so many times they really don't care anymore but like you know the way like that characters can kind of move about and like create a bit of the story like you know so because i'm excited to see i like i'm hoping that they'll realize that it's not as complicated to do as they're gonna have to be fairly pop-up aren't they yeah pop up here and there because they can't program it out otherwise crowds will gather so yeah Yeah, exactly exactly um I mean, shops shops are also being you know changed. They're actually removing some of the furniture, and there's going to be one entrance and one exit. So people are going to have to pay attention to the signs. Cast members are going to have to be there to be like, no, you can't enter here. This is the exit only. You know, it, it's going to be a lot of work, I think, for everyone. Um, they're going to remove some um, some like uh, registers. Uh, they're going to you know put some. Um, you know, plastic shields on the registers. So that is going to be a, a look, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a look. Uh, and also uh, when it comes to guest flow, I also saw this right now, uh, they might they might be allowed to use megaphones, which, yeah. you know, 
which is just magical. You know, to have a cast member who's using megaphone in the middle of Main Street be like, move out of the way. Um, but hey, it's all for safety, so I guess it's okay. And it's not going to last forever as well, right? No, no, definitely not. But, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's... that's I'm just reading through. Like, I'm reading through, like, they put the um, typical steps of cast member takes on the day, and they had to put some... I go for a smoke break on there. They put, oh, go for a only, smoke. Only in Paris, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, inside um, the attractions, like in Pirates, they're going to close some rows on boats. In Star Tours, they're going to close some seats, some rows. And it's also going to be a lot of math for the cast members to see how many yeah. guests are together, how many guests are in the party, and then assign them to a specific row, and then check that the guests go to the right row. Because, you know, we all kind of like... We get told to go to a row, but, you know, if you want to go with different friends or whatever, you just kind of, you know, switch over. Like, that's not going to be able to happen anymore. Um, Should we mention um, that you're going to have to get Limberty out and uh, well, ready? Well, it's not entirely clear, is it? I don't know. We don't know. Uh, it's kind of clear. I yeah. think it does mention Limberty. Yeah, but for some things, I don't know if it's going to be just everything. Yeah, so they mention it explicitly for um, reserving food times, I think. Yeah. Um, so you have to reserve, or you won't have to, but you'll be encouraged to reserve your quick service eating time. Yeah. And if you don't reserve, then you will only be allowed into the restaurant if there just happens to be some tables. Yeah. <sighs> well interesting um but you know well we'll see also um entrance into the park obviously under the disneyland hotel and in front of the Walt disney studio gates is going to be those giant green barriers with all the stickers on the floor and everyone is gonna like you know um everyone is gonna have to just stay two meters away so well, one meter away. wait france is one meters um yeah Lots of work to be it's done, good. but I think I think also people are quite used to it. I know in the UK, you know, from the start when you go to the supermarket, everyone's been used to it for three months to just like so queues. We're used to, to it in the it's UK. Re it's really calm, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really calm way of doing it. Yeah, at least uh, at least like, from from, from now, I've never had any issue going to the stores, and you know, I think no. everyone understands that it's for everyone's health and safety. Like, this no one's gonna go and you know criticize and say you know. Uh, I don't want to do it. I mean, some people do on Twitter, but um, I think in in the queues, like everyone is pretty respectful. So it's also going to be interesting with the kids because, you know, kids, they don't necessarily, if they're young, they don't necessarily understand why, you know, and they're going to be excited to be at Disney. Um, so that's also going to be something to take in consideration. Like if you have like some kid running towards you, like <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah. So that's the... Wear face masks. Yeah, wear, wear masks. Yeah, of course. So masks for everyone. Uh, uh, for everyone. Oh, interestingly, DLP is over nine, whereas I think all the other parks are a bit younger than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Belle tweeted, like, you know, if you don't want your kids to wear masks, book a trip to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Yeah. Which is interesting, because last time I checked, kids can still spread the virus, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's... Uh... It's just tough to control the kids. Um, they don't really want, you know. Um, I think I think it's just going to be a common sense approach, isn't it? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, toilets, also buses, you know, everything, everything is going to get it. You know, the security lines outside, everything is going to be set up. Uh, and I feel like, you know, Disney is just not kidding around. And uh, whether it is Paris or any of the other parks, you know, we're going to see the same type of measures that we've seen in Shanghai uh, that we're going to see in Hong Kong next week and um, and probably Disney World and everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah, I just think that when the parks reopen, people have to kind of expect it to be different. And it's going to be different for a while. And yeah. Um, it's not going to be forever. It will go back. Yeah. Burnix one in the chat asked yeah, if you um, if you have a reservation for a hotel that's not going to be open when the park opens, um, I guess Disneyland Paris will be in touch <laughs> uh, once the once the date is announced. I'm sure uh, they will contact anyone who's not booked at a particular open hotel will be contacted and probably moved there. Yeah, so I had a booking for Walt Disney World and Disney were in touch, I think, like two or three days afterwards, just saying, here's the new procedures. Yeah. So I think this is what we're doing. If you booked at like Cheyenne, Santa Fe, or or some of the other hotels that are not going to be open, then uh, for the first week at least, they'll they'll probably move you to one that is open. And chances are it will be an upgrade, so could be nice. Could be nice. Well, some of the facilities won't be open. Was saying, I was yeah, saying, like, you know, I mean, if you plan on if you plan on going um, and you want to, you know, take a bet on the first week of reopening, you could book a room at Santa Fe, and chances are you will be upgraded to a much nicer hotel. So that could be a good deal for you. <laughs> uh, but do do so at your own risk. Please don't come back and complain to us. But uh, I think you know, if they just consolidate everyone into into one hotel, then if you book somewhere cheaper, then uh, you'll get a nice upgrade. Um. So we just um, um, our Bernix has a reservation for Santa Fe in September. I'm pretty sure. I feel like Santa Fe will be open in September. Um, I think, I it's, think only f- it's only for the first like couple yeah. weeks, right? It's, uh, the, all the hotels are going to reopen. I think by by the end of July, August, or something. It'll be week by week, right? So they just keep adding numbers so you can go into the park and maybe slowly yeah, yeah. as the park gets capacity, then then we'll mm. get more hotels. Um, well. Exciting times. We still don't have a date. Uh, Hong Kong does, though. But Hong Kong did. Just uh, last night, we were all sleeping. Thank you, Hong Kong. Construction. Oh, I've got some hot news. Construction officially resumes on the Walt Disney Studios expansion from June 29th. Oh. Okay. Where is this information from? Uh, I mean, is it public? I'll tell you in the break. Is it public? Well, yeah, no, it is okay. public. It is public. Um, okay. But yeah, they're not. They're not liked. You know. <laughs> is it from the union? Anyway, we'll talk to you in the no, break. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Elliot. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, Hong Kong reopens really quickly. So uh, Monday, right? Is it next Monday? No, it's this week. It's Thursday, right? Eighteenth. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, this yeah. week. Oh God, it's like in it's in three days. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a that's a strategy. <laughs> uh, you know, Disney World uh, is telling us early June for think, mid July, but Hong, Hong Kong is like, like it just takes them like twenty minutes to get there on the metro, so they don't really need the notice, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess people yeah. for like DLP and Disney World fly in, you know. 
I guess, but I mean, it's starting to cut any close for Disneyland Paris now, and um, it is. We're still waiting, waiting, waiting. But uh, I think there is another. There's one more meeting with the unions, and then all will be really revealed. Revealed. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so uh, who's next uh, to announce uh, Disneyland Paris is missing, and then Tokyo, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has announced. Yeah. 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 Not without controversy in California. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, the U.S. The U.S. in general are reopening and also having the, their worst numbers, especially in Florida and also in California, and some peaks and all sorts of crazy numbers. So it's it's really interesting. Um, but you know, the the world must go on. I guess uh, Disney can't just stay closed forever, and they've chosen to carefully reopen. So we'll see. We will see. Um, all right. Is there? Oh, there's there's a few. There's a couple more news. Um, run and photo pass. Yeah. Well, run Disney got cancelled. Oh. We, kind of, we all kind of expected it, but uh, I yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> it's just you know. I think it's like half health reasons and half economic reasons. Uh, there's no way. And I think like, I think they had a good year planned as well. You know, it's going to be like the fifth anniversary, and I think it's best that that goes off on its full capacity next year than a limited offering that was just about able to run this year with like not many people going anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely it's definitely the right thing. Yeah, and they, and they're, they're looking after people. Castle to Chateau gets rolled over, and if they really they thought it through, so that was good. Yeah, and uh, the PhotoPass website is back. Uh, to Jeff's sort of, sort of. Uh, but, but I mean, it was kind of like your thing. So now you must be really happy that it's sort of back. Well, not really, because I can't get access to my photos. But it's really weird. <laughs> They're all taken people... Right. But it was supposed to be this week. Have you tried today? Uh, no. Because originally they said they would come back on today on Monday, and then they somehow opened the website last week and half the photos were there 2020 were there but not 2019 but yeah anyway so if you have a photo pass go to the new photo pass website um yeah it says it says in big red letters um important if your photos are only from 2019 please do not create your account at this time <laughs> wow okay that's why not um <laughs> PhotoPass taken in-house, but run by Kodak, says Ashia. <laughs> well, it's unclear. It's unclear if it's ran by Kodak or if Kodak is just, because it's like Kodak moments, if Kodak is maybe just a company uh, that produces the mugs and t-shirts you can buy through the website. Because in the US, I think it's also run by Kodak moments. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but please integrate it into the app. That would be really nice. But I'm not holding my breath for right. it. Uh, and uh, the last piece of news that just happened today is that our lovely ambassadors, Joe and Joanna, have a new Instagram account. It is DLP Ambassador with no S. If you're wondering why there's no S, because it's the DLP Ambassador program. Because um, that was my first question. You're missing an S. No, it's on purpose. Uh, and they're going to post all their lovely adventures on there. And um, I'm sure it will be just as fun as uh, the California accounts, who's just a riot. Um, especially when oh, they I love released, that. It's so much fun. When they release Disney Park Wishables, 
Welcome back to the DLP Report podcast. Um, I'm totally obsessed with this uh, remix. I know you guys can hear it on the, on the show. I know um, it. You know it. It's good, right? I had no idea. I felt like it was the same music with um, all, um, Owl City as um, they had on uh, in U.S. Parks, but it's not. They have like an actual Paint the Nights song. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah. Is it different? Yeah, it's super different. Anyways. Well, I'll send you the file, Ayat. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, it's not it like the time. main parade. The main parade is the same, but there's like stops and things. Ah, that's what it is. Okay, because I had the main parade, and then I was kind of confused that it was something else. But I'm glad I found. No, no. It. So the main the main parade is pretty much the same, but obviously it's in uh, Cantonese as well. Ah, right, right. Yes, that I knew. That I had before because it, it launched over there, so I had that soundtrack, and then when Dizlin opened and I had the American one. Anyways, you know what this music means. It's time for the Disney quiz with the quiz master, Patrick. Well, we don't we don't know what the music I, means. I, I, we never, can't hear it. Never <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've covered this in so many episodes. I'm sorry. You can't hear the music. <laughs> it's due is this to where we pick a bone with Ben? It's due to technical limitations. Is, is, is it really cheesy quiz show music? No, it is. Oh my it is gosh, from... it should be. It like is the from price Tron. is right. Yeah. It is, it is from Tron the movie. Sorry. Um, and uh, which we watched with Patrick um, a few weeks ago, actually. Is Patrick here? Like oh, by the way, uh, well, we watched Moana, and then we also watched Tron, and we also watched The Three Caballeros. And let me tell you, Patrick, what do you think about The Three Caballeros? Um, I really wouldn't want to watch it if I had taken illicit substances because it's a bit of a bit. It's a bit crazy, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun, but it was like a bit weird. It is the weird. Have you watched Saludos Amigos yet? No. No. Oh, no. Oh, you gotta do that one. That's good too. Oh. But it's kind of like it's kind of like a very interesting movie. I feel like that's like a whole topic. But like Three Caballeros, it's just like this. It's like a it's like a dance performance. I mean, they try to tell you a story. It's a combination of like you know cliches that are just like really just like crazy um but it's fun it's fun you cannot like end up like bopping around and stuff but at some point you're like what the hell did i just watch like what was that donald just needs to calm down like anyone that's a woman and has a pulse he's like interested yeah <laughs> okay yeah calm down is he Daisy has your credit card, so you know. It's kind of like, yeah, is Daisy you... at home with Mini shopping? Like, I need to know more about that situation. Like, is he just traveling the world by himself? And yeah, he's definitely like, you know, whistling at girls on the beach. Anyway, very interesting. A different era of Disney animation and, you know, PR. <laughs> uh, Patrick, uh, uh, is it a Hong Kong quiz today? It is a Hong Kong quiz, yes. Oh, but, uh, I love a Hong Kong quiz. Ben, did you know about this already? <laughs> so I may or may not. <laughs> you can't dictate the like the theme. That's cheating. Why? We're talking about Hong Kong today. This is Hong Kong Disneyland Day. Cheating. Fine. I don't know the questions. Give yourself the... an advantage. I don't know the questions or the answers. But you could have revised. Fine. I didn't. Um, don't <laughs> I barely, worry. Jeff. I barely had time don't to worry, put all Jeff. the music together. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm just Jeff. exposing his lie. 
<laughs> he doesn't have time to like know how to play the game, so he won't even be able to answer that. I know. You know I'm not going to say my name, and then you're going to be like, I don't care. Gonna... It's not okay. All right. Let's right. Go. Okay. It, I promise, because it's a bit like out there, I didn't make it too hard, so I'm sorry if it's super easy. Anyway, okay. Someone got a text. Yeah, sorry, that was me. Hang on, let me just <laughs> Um, question number one. Um, what was the opening date of Hong Kong Disneyland? Elliot. Darren. Elliot. I know this because Ben was meant to be there. The 12th of September, 2005. Correct. Oh, yeah, because it's 15th anniversary this year. You would think that I would know this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just have a go. Given I was going to travel there on a date. But no. Are you still going? Well, I'm supposed to go in October, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Okay, question number two. Uh, who is the managing director of Hong Kong Disneyland? Elliot. Elliot. Stephanie Young. Correct. Um, I love Disney business people. <laughs> question number three. A shop. Do you love all of them? <laughs> yeah, the next <laughs> A shop on Hong Kong Disneyland's Main Street, USA is named after an often celebrated Imagineer. What is the full name of the shop? Oh, the full name. Oh, I know who it is, but I don't know the name. Oh. Well, the second part name for the shop. The first part, obviously. Anyone? Isn't it a new shop? No. Uh, David. David. Marty's General Store. Correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well done. It's that, it's that yeah. It is a new thing, right? It's just like past month. Ben, we were it's literally talking about it in a chat on Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what is the full name of the soon-to-be-inaugurated Hong Kong Disneyland Castle? Ben. Ben. No, it's not called Ben. <laughs> it is the castle of m magical dreams correct yeah oh, I hate that name uh, it's weird because like it's named after all the princesses you would think they would like mm -hmm. say it's the castle of the princess stories or something like something related to that like what a magical dreams is bit vague but sure. I suppose but, like enchanted story Ruben castle has already been taken so right. yeah um which feature of nature can be seen behind Hong Kong Disneyland's castle? Elliot. Elliot. Mountains. Correct. Um, see how I told it was super easy. Um, <laughs> Hong Kong. I mean, there were several answers for this one. You could say trees or. <laughs> ben, just don't even start. Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong Disneyland made Disney Parks history. On January 11th, 2017. Why? Elliot. Elliot. The first Marvel attraction in a theme park. Correct. Uh, Elliot, did you pay for the answers? I love Hong Kong Disneyland, but I really want to go. Okay. Um, <laughs> which classic Disney Parks attraction opened in 2016 before close? Oh, sorry. Let me start again. Which classic Disney Parks attraction opened in 2006 before closing 10 years later in 2016 to make way for a future expansion which is yet to be realized? Elliot. 
Alia. Autopia. Correct. Because for uh, Frozen? No, a no, code for this for expansion in, that has never come yet. And the, you can, I've actually seen recently, not too long ago, I've seen like pictures, it's like behind walls and whatever, but you, like the cars are still there in Everton. It's like Everton is still there. Oh, weird. Are they yeah. still getting that expansion? What's going on now? But no, it's like, e, remember the e-ticket that they were going to get? And oh, then yeah, yeah. It's going to be the Tower of Terror, the re-teamed Avengers, or is it not going to be the big e-ticket that California is getting? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, which celebrated composer composed the score for Mystic Manor? Jeff. Jeff. Danny Elfman. Correct. Oh, we saw that this morning. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was like. Jeff is good at composers. Um, and a follow-up question: In what year did Mystic Manor open? Oh, David. Oh, we had this question yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Twenty uh, thirteen. Nope. Oh, shit. I, I, I set that question. Oh, no. oh, is it in your quiz you had that question? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, They're all blurring into one. I hope, 26... I hope I'm right now. 2016? No. Hang on. I'm going to check if I'm right. Stop guessing because you're guessing way too late for what I have. Sorry, hang on. Isn't it 2013? Yeah, I was right. Yeah, I was thinking that. Sorry, I got the wrong answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> David was right. So David get the points. Oh, what, what answer did you have, Patrick? Oh, I had when it was announced, not when it opened. Sorry. Uh, there you that's go. a more niche yeah. question. You should have done that. Yeah, no, that's a niche one. Wanna... Sorry. By the way, welcome Viv. 2000, 2009. Hey. Um, Viv has joined us. Wow. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was my mistake. I'm sorry. Um, Lord Henry Mystic belongs to which fictitious organization? Jeff? Yep. Is it the Explorers Club or the Explorers nope. Institute or something like that? I don't know. I thought it was the Explorers Club. Uh, I thought this one was going to be quite easy. I think if you haven't like been on the attraction, it's quite... Well, there's a reference to it in Disneyland Paris, so... Yeah, there is, um... but I still don't know. Does everyone give up? Yeah. Society of Explorers and Adventurers. See. Oh. And what is yes. the what is the reference in Paris? Uh, by by Explorers Club, there's a crate, and on it has the C logo. And so was the crate there before they even created the attraction? No, C was created for Tokyo Disney Sea because. Henry Hightower. Oh, Hightower, yeah. Uh, he's one of the. He was the first person, and then after that they had uh, Henry Mystic, and then after that they had a girl that joined her. She was like, I think she's. You can see her in like, uh, in parts of the Jungle Cruise queue, hmm. Hong Kong, or I don't know, but yeah. Um, okay. Um, Big organization. Yeah, Hong Kong <laughs> Disneyland's Fantasyland. Contains the only eatery themed to which 1996 Disney movie? Oh boy. Alia? Sleeping Beauty? Oh, 1996. 
Is no. it Hunchback of Notre Dame? <laughs> no, Hunchback was meant to say Jet. Was it Pocahontas? No, it was Hunchback of Notre Dame. Did I get that wrong? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because 96, remember that was the fifth... No, well, 97 was no, the no, fifth no. anniversary in Paris, so 96 is probably... The movie probably came out... Uh, and then we had it the next year as part of the anniversary because back then the movies used to like be spread out different dates like some of the disney Stack movies goods. Yeah. would come out like, for, for i'll give somebody i'll give somebody a point of thinking tell me what the name of the restaurant is oh, i just that... googled it so i can't answer this anymore okay <laughs> <laughs> you honest person jack yeah. Well, I, as soon as I heard there was a Hunchback restaurant, I was like, well, I need to find out about this. Yeah. No? Nobody? No. It's Clopin's Festival of Foods. Oh. Yeah, it's like a stand. It's like a, it's like a kind of like a more elaborate kiosk, but there is a seating area and they have like lights on the trees and stuff. Yeah, it's mm. super French food as well. Wow. Yeah, like, where would you want to go French food? Ever? Well, uh, it's, I, I was joking, it's noodles and woks. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kung Pao chicken so good. with rice combo. <laughs> which friend of Duffy made their worldwide debut at Hong Kong Disneyland? David. Yeah. Uh, I think it was David, was it? Was it yeah. Cookie, the little dog? Thing? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should get uh, a new name now. She's like, it's like Cookie, cookie Anne. Yeah. Like yeah. Ms. She's Ms. Cookie now. Um, oh, really? No. She's yeah, because they all have to have like double barrel names now. Yeah. Except cookie Duffy. Something. Duffy's allowed to be the special. Yeah, I've, Olu. Mel, but I've only Olu realized Mel, lately. Yeah. I've only realized lately that his name is Olumel. I just always knew him as. No, Ol- it's new. Yeah, so they they're adding it. So the the new obsession is having double barreled names for these characters. So point now. Okay, Asia, you do you, boo. Um, <laughs> and the next question, which of Hong Kong Disneyland's three hotels is the most recent? Elliot. Elliot. The Explorer's Lodge. Correct. Um, there are only two questions left, and Elliot has already won, so yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the quiz anyway. In order to cut costs, which mode of transportation was not included in Main Street USA? David? Yep, David. Was it the horse-drawn car? Yeah, tram or trolley, I'll accept. Yeah. Correct. Oh, that's sad. Um, and the last question. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland has three trains. Each named in honor of a deceased Disney executive. There is the Walter E. Disney, the Royal Disney, and which other? Is it Frank Wells? You have to say your name first. Oh, Elliot. Thank you, Elliot. <laughs> Frank Wells. Yes, it's correct. There you go. Yeah. Wonder so, if Chapek will get one. No. <laughs> no. They'll probably cut that project before they get to it. So. <laughs> uh, the Rafalski. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> ironic. Ben and Jeff got one, David got four, and our winner today with like six or seven is Elliot. Congratulations, Elliot. Yes, I won Elliot. finally. You have won Elliot. You have won the right to choose the next song. 
<laughs> Which you already Absolutely. chose earlier. Which you already <laughs> chose earlier. <laughs> so hey, my you know... is the original version of Happy Ever After, which Ben did not know, came from Hong Kong Disneyland until today. Did you guys know that? Because I did not. And also, they sing it live. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's another yeah. version as well with like this like Chinese like oh like Hong Kong pop star. I think she was on The Voice and she did their like did the song for it. it was great. How did I not even know this? There's a cool video because she's running around the, like the parks with all the characters and having a good day. It's cool. I really don't know that much about Hong Kong. Like that's what I'd like today. It's such a lovely little park. Really, it deserves more right. attention. And now it's getting a new castle and it's getting Frozen and it's getting Avengers they and you know. So, but they spend so much money on it. Where's this money? The yeah. Well, it's because it's because Hong Kong was like a serious doo doo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Screw. <laughs> They screw Hong Kong over a long ago. It's a bit like Walt, like you know, the yeah. all these, like things like Walt Disney Studios, DCA, and Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah, they made they made them for cheap at the time, but it's probably costing them even more now to fix all the crap than if they just mm -hmm. had a bit of investment in it in the start and tried to kind of just like prod it along instead of having to do massive expansions. Because like when mm -hmm. you think about Hong Kong, this is like th Hong Kong's third expansion in less than fifteen years. So like you know yeah. they've been. They, you know, they they really they screwed the pooch on that one. Like, so I I like how they they are giving stuff to Hong Kong, and I I think the one thing I love about Hong Kong is that they really, because obviously the uh, uh the audience is kind of more local, it's they they really just pander to what people like, and that's kind of a like a, a nice thing, because like mm -hmm. yeah. uh, oh, they're gonna open, but and that's like a thing that I was thinking about Disneyland Paris. You know, Disneyland Paris is very much what they can do, whereas I feel like places like Hong Kong and even Shanghai, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, but, like, we've all these cool new merch and new pieces of, like, food and stuff like that. I, I like the way that they kind of, they're, they're still trying to offer things to people, whereas here, like Jeff said earlier, it's basically we're just going to very much accept that we're happy to have a park for a while. Whereas I feel like in the mm -hmm. Hong Kong, they're kind of like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, um... Let's listen to, so it's The Wondrous Book. The soundtrack is 27 minutes, but I will cut it after the opening song. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be back in just a few minutes after Happily Ever After, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland Wondrous Book version. Yeah. Okay. See you in a bit.
擘大眼睇清楚啊，高飞，本魔法故事书应该喺呢度噶。小白啊，我好中意揽住人噶。哎呦，睇下你做咗啲乜嘢，都叫咗你唔好打开本书噶咯。佢<笑>做咗啲咩啊？系咪唔好嘅嘢啊？我谂系好嘢嚟嘅，因为我觉得有啲唔同咗啊。呢<笑>种感觉系咪就系夏天啊？梗系唔系夏天啦、啊，你要识。Alright, so now, now all we have is character voices on the soundtrack. So, <laughs> so we just come back to the air. Um, oh, there's like a little bird somewhere. Who has little birds? It's me again. Oh, it's how yeah. It's always you. It's as clean as again. Yeah, <laughs> if only. The little Dutch birds. Oh wait, are you in France or in French. Netherlands? Oh, they're French birds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe they came. Flew with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so last um, last week we had last week two weeks ago we had a Space Mountain special and we had um, an interview of uh, Tim Delaney um, lined up that uh, Darren found <laughs> on a cassette tape. Uh, oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Somewhere in his you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in his in his archives, and was kind enough to. Uh, Sort of digitalize it with a cassette player, which you found somewhere. Um, are you neighbors? From my neighbor. Yeah. So this yeah, is from a, a press tape from the opening of Space Mountain, and the interviews are on there. Yeah, and it's quite interesting. So uh, for the next break, uh, we can play that because um, uh, we forgot last week. So should we go? Should we go straight into the questions? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Um, so Eduardo has exams, uh, tomorrow, Good luck, so, so he can't well. listen, but I think he also gave us some questions. No, I feel like I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, okay. he did. Loads of questions. Yep. Um, I can't find them. Can you find them? Oh, this is a fun, I've got a fun one. Right. So if you could bring a fox IP to the park, which one is it? And how would you incorporate it? Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> I'm out. So I don't know. I need to. I, need to, like, I don't know either. Fox <laughs> I mean, I feel like isn't like Pandora a fox IP? Yeah. yeah. Oh, diehard. <laughs> I mean, I mean, The Simpsons. I know Universal has it, but technically, could they do I that? Like, I I think The Greatest Showman would be quite fun. Oh. <laughs> it would be cool. Like, it's relatively family friendly, um, yeah. and the soundtrack's done really well around the world. Yeah, and I mean, it would be I a great it... theater show, like a great immersive theater yeah. show. Yeah, hmm. a sing along. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like the Frozen sing-along for the, the greatest showman version of it. But yeah. I mean, eventually, it's going to have to happen somewhere. It's going to, something's going to pop up somewhere. I mean, yeah. the obvious one's X-Men, right? Yeah, very Jojo true. Rabbit. <laughs> but how do you work X-Men now that they have, like, Marvel lands and stuff? Like, it's kind of like, I feel like the Marvel lands are very much oriented Avengers. Yeah, so Disney yeah. still have the right to do whatever they want with X-Men. Um, yeah. They always did with the comics. Yeah. I feel like maybe we might see, like, Home Alone in a Christmas nighttime show somewhere, like at Hollywood Studios or something. Oh, maybe. that would be fun. Yeah. Seb, Seb is saying Home Alone, the ride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Good Could one. Could you imagine that? Oh. <laughs> that would be, that'd like be fun. That. I mean, I would vote for Ratatouille to be Rethemed to Home Alone the Ride when you have like you know cans cans of paints like flying at your face as you oh, like zip through so zip through in like a you know wireless vehicle. Uh, Can I just say like that film like no matter how many times you watch it it is still so funny, right? Yeah, I should rewatch it. I feel like it's kind of like um um Christmas movie. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, Christmas in June. Yeah, yeah. Not? Christmas in July. Well, there's there a you really go. fascinating. Um, there's a on Netflix. There's something called um, the films that made us, I think, or the movies that made us. And there's one about Home Alone. And if you've never watched it, it's really fascinating to know how Home Alone was made. Like, it, it is such a crazy story, but it's so worth watching. Hmm. Oh, so actually, no, so there's Percy Jackson. They're remaking that for Disney Plus, so I couldn't see those characters uh, coming into the park. No, what? Percy Jackson. Um, then there's, uh, okay, maybe not Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> maybe that ship <laughs> sailed. Um, uh, Kun, Kun says Ice Age, <coughs> but is Ice Age part of No, Fox? it's DreamWorks, I think. Um, no, it's, it's Blue it's Sky. Blue Sky. Sky. Yeah. But the, 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 the obvious... Is, um, well, anything that is an ice age attraction in France. <laughs> um, Futuroscope has an ice age attraction. Uh, it's always kind of interesting. Like when when you buy a franchise, like do you technically have the right to say to tell no. like other theme park to rip it out of their parks? No, no sadly not. <laughs> or there would be no Marvel Land at Universal Orlando. Um, when we get Princess have... Anastasia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't um, start that one. <laughs> no, not in the museum as well, they have. Which is Alvin awesome. and the Chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no. Yeah. Ice Age. <laughs> to be fair, though, like, um, Bob Iger was asked the question at one of the uh, shareholder meetings, and he was like, oh, yeah, we really don't think there's many opportunities for our parks with Fox. Um, I yeah, I mean, it's just. Love Victor. I'll take a Love Victor meet and greet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> For all different reasons, Elias. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. right. well. I the conclusion of this is that there's not many Fox IPs, unfortunately. Yeah, and also the thing is, like, the Fox IPs are not really great quality. Or, or like, they're and nothing they're not, they're like... Not really... They're not really theme park. They're not. They're not franchise yeah. movies. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a big difference between Fox and Disney, where Fox make films because this is a film and this is a story that Fox thought should be told. And I don't think you have the same thing, really. 
Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, also, you can't, I mean, you can't make um you can't make a film out of uh, an attraction out of Jojo Rabbit or um what's the other one that I was thinking of? Um, the one with George Clooney and the uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Anyway, when they're in space. No, it's it's based in Hawaii. You've got George Clooney. The mother died, and he's raising the kids. I forgot what it's called, though. It's a good film. Spoiler alert. Well, that's like the plot. It's like the beginning. Is the mother is dead? (laughs) She doesn't die in the film. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I'm now really curious what it is now. Oh my goodness! Sorry. So we have a question from Maddie. Maddie DM. Hey, Maddie. <clears throat> He's listening. Uh, which land in Disneyland Park do you feel deserves a new attraction expansion, and what attraction type would you like to see brought to the park? So I'm gonna I'm gonna come back again with my you know Moana, my Moana <laughs> Splash Mountain between Pirates and um, Indiana Jones with a tiki bar. But what else could they do? I I really think Fantasyland needs something new because there wasn't anything from the Renaissance in Fantasyland or anything after. Like I re- I would love, but so where Mickey and the Magician is now. So I would love Storybook Land to continue on that piece of unpatched land and have mean, uh, Mickey the Beast. Min- yeah, so behind Meet Mickey, um, behind the station where storybook land continues you know where it stops there's an expansion pad there um and i would love that to be like a, a beauty in the beast mini mini lands with the attractions from tokyo i think that would work really well um but yeah i just think there's loads of these disney animation stories like where or if there's to be a tangled there's just something new in Fantasyland from disney animation today because snow white and pinocchio are the classics but there's literally nothing attraction wise from the renaissance at dlp Tangled would Tangled would be good, and I think every land needs something. To be honest, (laughs) they all need it. Uh, What about um, Tokyo Tokyo Disneyland version of Soarin' in Discoveryland? Yeah, that could work. Steampunk theme. I mean, do we not want Tron? No. No. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Wow. I was was actually listening to a podcast earlier on today, and they were talking about Tron, and they were saying that. I mean, Patrick, maybe you can say whether this is rubbish or not. The Tron is ridiculously high. It's a very tall building. But and it sort of room... ruins the sight lines. But there would be room for, you know, that road that goes from Videopolis to Fantasyland? Like, back there, you oh, can build a no, new... No way it would fit there. Yeah, you take, you yeah. take all, the way, all the way onto backstage. It's got quite a no. big footprint, though. Hmm. There's no even, chance. I've been even there. behind there's Star no Tours, room. there's ton of room. No, there's, there's not. No, there's no room. <laughs> Absolutely <behind> not. <laughs> like where where the where the Pizza Planet was. No, there's no space. Because there's a cast member parking areas behind that. I know, like you behind can... behind behind Discoveryland Theater. There's can, literally no space. Well, you can move the cast members. They don't need to park the a bus. No, 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 because especially now with coronavirus, they're, like, um, encouraging people to come by car, so they need more space than ever when it comes to, like, cars and parking. The only space they would have would be behind Space Mountain, but could you imagine Tron behind Space Mountain wouldn't be a pretty sight? No, there's no space. Well, I mean, there's a little... Yeah, there is. But not enough. 
I mean, you know, Fox technically, Fox. Rivers of the Far West would have could have attractions all around it if you just have a path that goes around like yep. link Fenton Manor to yeah. like the Frontierland Theater and you could have is attractions it? on that crest. Nope, that would involve meant... getting rid of the gazes. That's not happening. That would sorry? That would mean having to get rid I'm of the, the gazes. Yeah, but they're not like they're never I'm on. Like... Yeah they are. I'm looking at sort a flyover. I'm looking at a flyover now. And the Walt Disney Studios Park scuppered any chance of any attractions around the Resort of Far West. Um, yeah, true. There's a zero room. Right, well, with the expansion, yeah. Directly behind, directly you know behind Phantom Manor is Ratatouille. Like, you know, they can, I mean, that's that's a little, I mean, not, well, so, huh, okay. Well, imaginations, but you know. Yeah, but you know what? They could, um, you know that with the, with the run as well, you run past the... Um, the stalls for the wild mushroom horses, like yeah, you could move those up to like somewhere else and create space. Yeah, I mean they could always move things around. Look at how they fit Ratatouille into like that tiny footprint by like basically theming the costuming building and the former costuming building into the attraction. And there's like offices on Place de and stuff. It's just weird. They yeah, manage sure. they, they manage to just like put things in weird places if they really want to. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, sadly, just in general, um, I feel like Walt Disney Studios is still going to be the priority until like 2030 or something. So I don't know. I don't know. They have to finish all the lands, all three of them, and then we'll see if we can get something else. But yeah, um, uh-huh. tough, tough days for Disneyland Park. Um, Oh, all right. Elliot. Tough, tough 25 years. Tough 25 years, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, the only thing is, like, we got... To... Today was supposed to be the reopening of Hotel New York, so, I mean, yeah, where has the time true. gone? Well, you know. True. Um, the next question comes from the lovely Ash, um, asking, <laughs> the mishaps of Force IP are often discussed on the show. Uh, Hello, Hugspace Mountain. But to turn this on its head a bit, what do you think is a great piece of original Im- Imagineering that is still present in DLP? Oh my gosh, there's so much. Rivers of the Far West. Yeah. All, all of Frontierland. Thunder Mesa. The yeah. dragon. Dragon under the castle. Is that oh, yes. yeah. Dragon, yeah. See, you can't even say Nautilus because that's technically IP. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Tram Tour. Wait, No. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't um, exist anymore. I know, right? Oh, Adventure Isle. Adventure Isle is still... Oh, yeah. Adventure Isle is I like great. Adventure Isle. Yeah. You know what I really like? is I like the concept of Fantasyland and how it represents all those countries in Europe and the architecture yes. is linked to, like, all is linked to the stories, but it's also linked to Europe. But, I mean, there's, and there's so many details and such a, such a big mm-hmm. mix of European culture and Disney stories all while you know integrating classic attractions like small world and dumbo and all those things i would love um i would love if in fantasyland each attraction was uh staffed by the country like peter pan had british people pinocchio had german i think that would be so cool but um never gonna happen but it's cute i was gonna say good (laughs) luck with that (laughs) but it's funny because you know um there was like a, I don't know diversity day or something at some point last month and and Disneyland Paris released 
this graphic and they were like, you know, look, we're such a diverse company and blah, blah, blah. And like, it turns out really like about like 75% of French. Yeah. <laughs> of cast members. And I was like, oh. That... It was even more like than that, maybe. It was like 80%. Like, it was like 80%. Yeah, yeah it was like no, 80% yeah. of cast members are French. And I was like, oh, so I really felt... And, you know, I mean, it's fine. Like, you know, they're in France, they're in France. But um, I really felt like there was like... Maybe because I know so many cast members who are not French. Maybe that's what the, the confusion is. But I feel but like also, there was yeah. so many more like Europeans. When, like, we don't know what date the statistics are based on. Because obviously, because do they count temporary contracts? If they took it during like Halloween and Christmas, there's more French um, short CD, like the short, literally the Halloween or Christmas contracts. So obviously, there's like more French, and also during summer. So if it would be literally be like during May, like April or something, yeah, it would probably be like a little less because there's more international than like short-term contracts. And with short term, I mean like a month. Yeah, but it's weird because I guess because we don't live in France, when we go back, a lot of people we know are not French. So yeah, yeah I really felt like there was more Europeans working at Disneyland Paris, but I guess not that much. They have a lot of rules for like language. They have to speak French, and it depends on like what position you have. And in entertainment, I think it's quite easy. But if you're like gonna work in restaurants and shops, then if you don't speak fluent French, they're just gonna be like, sorry, no. But we also shouldn't mm-hmm. forget that obviously there could be like Spanish people or whatever that have moved, like that have worked at Disney for so long that they've now got a French passport and therefore are counted as a French person rather than Spanish. Possible, possible. Although you can't live in France without having a French passport, but I mean, yeah, possible. Um, fair enough. Next question, also mm-hmm. from Ash, is if you could ask Eduardo any question, what would you ask him? And that question would be. <laughs> what are you studying? What's your exam for? That's my question. Oh, yeah. I would ask Eduardo what is his favorite part of Disneyland Paris and why. Yeah, exactly. Same. Could be an attraction or a flipped. restaurant or a place or anything. I would want to know when his first visit was and why he's so attracted to TLP and Disney. I wanna, yeah. I want to know if Eduardo wants to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we I can think, make I think it. Much- much like um, much like Viv, I'd flip one of these old questions to us back to him. Like, what's the moment you became a fan? Yeah. yeah. I think we should ask Eduardo all the questions that he's been asking us since we started the live shows. <laughs> and that would be an entire show in itself. Um, I saw another Next question, question. for Kuhn. Which one will open first, TDR or DLP? Mm. Mm. Disneyland Paris. DLP, yeah. Is Tokyo, really in ba- <laughs> is Tokyo really in a bad shape? I don't think. Well, I think I just th- I just think Fair Peak was delayed because they completely held it off to the Olympics, and the second the Olympics was cancelled, they almost like gave up. Um, no, but, but they've been doing all those trainings uh, and stuff. Hasn't Tokyo had like uh, like they had they started trying to let everything a bit more like loose, and then they they had to start going back into confinement again? So like I think so. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't think. The, like the situation over in Tokyo is the best. Yeah, yeah, because they were really close to open at some points. They remember when um when they did some like performance uh, at Disney Sea of like Fantasmic or something. Yeah, and, like, I don't know if they were like rehearsing or if they were shooting for TV or what they were doing, but they for the 
last day that it was meant to be played in the parks someday in March. Yeah, and that was like, yeah, and so I feel like they were really optimistic that this wasn't going to be a long time, and now I feel like they might be the last ones to open at this point. Because, I mean, mainly because the US is reckless, so they almost don't count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't say that the US is opening because the situation's better than Tokyo. Like, the situation in Tokyo is probably 100 times better than the US, but I guess it's a different type of management and different, you know, culture and society. Um, I think it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, really do. I think it's really interesting how, like, basically most of the Disney parks will all open around the same week or two. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be interesting. I wonder if Disney's doing that on purpose to try to like minimize the risks that if something goes wrong, it would go, you know, it would, it would be a big news. The worst thing for Disney is I think the ones to watch is obviously the American parks because they are at the highest risk of having to reclose because mm -hmm. you can't really, if, if the virus gets so out of control in the US and you can already see the signs of that happening, then you know, there is a pretty decent chance, I think, in the US that they'll put the stay at home orders back on. Yeah. Because I think they'll have to. Can they know, do it in like only the states that would be the worst, or would they have to do it for like everything? Yeah, so so the way it's working in the US is sort of the county <laughs> mayors and things have a level of control and then the state governors the federal government actually doesn't have much control at all yeah and in florida they just had a zoom call with the guy from the taco place and um and decided that <laughs> it was okay it was okay yeah. to reopen <laughs> it's so funny like the guy from the taco place is just like yes i approve this plan to be fair i think maybe he was like representing maybe like uh, a group of small, you business know, small businesses yeah. whatever but like his zoom call name was like you know whatever like so and so's burrito mania or something and i was just kind of like <laughs> You have, like, in one window, I have this, like, exec at, at Walt Disney World Resort talking about opening this method thing. And the other window right next to him is, like, this guy from the burrito place. And it's kind of like, oh, it's oh like, Florida. It's like the guy from the burrito place and, like, the carved showroom guy is, like, going, yeah, Walt Disney World, yeah. Do what you yeah. want, right? Because, you know, go yeah. for it. I think that your plan's great. Yeah. Like, and then the guy what? from Universal you're, you're was there. Guy. And the guy from Universal <laughs> was, saying. like... I was like, yeah, I abstain from voting. I'm like, is that because you don't want to say no? <laughs> Can you imagine the guy from Universal being like, uh, I object. I think you should not open for six months. The scary, the scary thing about Florida is they're reporting all the deaths as not coronavirus. And there's like cause of death um, pneumonia or cause yeah. of death fever, like, which is scary. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you look at their numbers of new cases of COVID and it's going crazy up, but the deaths are kind of staying the same. Yeah. Which, like, because no one, they all pressure into not putting that on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they don't have basic understanding of numbers would look at it and go, hmm, doesn't quite add up there. Today was 2,000 new cases with only six deaths. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. 2,000 new cases yeah. here? Or where? No, no, no. In, that's in Florida. Florida. Oh. Is the UK doing better UK's, already? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, UK is like thirty deaths. Oh, yeah, but it's a life, of course. Right. Because between you and me, I am ready. You know, and I guess it's been long. <laughs> Please get better so we can get back outside. Um, it's yeah. It's I don't know. Florida is 
Yeah, but Florida right. is just out of control. So, well, but yeah. California as well is pretty bad. Yeah, which is funny because, you know, and we were talking about that the other day. Um, maybe because I follow, like, people I follow in California, like, a lot of them are, like, you know, some cool Hollywood celebrities and this and that who have been, like, so, you know, advocating for stay at home and who've been doing it so, you know, rigidly and sort of, like, telling, you know, trying to spread the message to, like, stay at home. So I feel like California was actually doing really well. In fact, it is not. <laughs> So no, I don't know. California's going the exact same way as Florida. Yeah, so really I don't know strange. what the I don't know what the other people are doing, but the people I follow on my Instagram were very diligent about the lockdown. So I was quite surprised to see the numbers. I was like, oh, I guess no one's listening. Well, if, but everyone else might have been having pool parties or like pretending they were social distancing for Instagram and then going to a pool party after doing the post. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, it's happened. It's happened in the UK, like not really in London, but it's happened also in the UK that a lot of people were having parties and stuff. There were some stories at the beginning of the lockdown, um, and that's not cool, people, because now we're going to be stuck longer. You know. But anyway. Yeah. So um, I mean, when you look at Japan, Hong Kong, China, even and France, like it is much safer to reopen than the US parks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think and, at this point, know, no I think like Bill says, Paris is going to be so safe based on, you know, the numbers and also based on what they're doing in the rest of the country. Like they're all in green zone. And I don't know, I feel like most of the restrictions are being lifted now. So I don't know. Yeah. It feels like it feels like by like mid July, like, doesn't you know, in a month, France is going to be in, hopefully there won't be another peak and France is going to be in an even better position. And Disneyland Paris is going to be you know, pretty safe to go. So. It's good. However, it's good for, I would you know. quite like Paris to have to submit their plans to the same taco guy, and he'd be like, "Yeah, that's a good plan." <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> le, le taco place. Um... <laughs> black bean chili. Um... Yeah. Oh, tacos is better. No, black bean chili is better. <laughs> I mean, I'm a bit sad that Park Asterix didn't come in and say that DLP shouldn't reopen. Just the same way Universal <laughs> should have done that. No. <laughs> park wars i mean they're um, different departments so i mean yeah that's true fair enough um so there was another question no wait so no we did that one elliot do you have another question yes for another one from eduardo um so inspired by designing dlp series which eduardo's really enjoying thank you eduardo. Yay. Really it too. um so if you could bring <laughs> to the resort a cancelled or shelved project from imagineering what would it be it can be a restaurant, an attraction, or even a park concept. Anything. Beauty and the Beast attraction. No, but it was meant to be like a. Sh- it wasn't going to be an attraction though. The what the DLP was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was going to be like. A, gonna be like yeah, it was going to be an attraction like next to Belanote. Yeah. It's like no room back there. You have not paid attention to to de- designing DLP. I know. I saw. <laughs> I saw the. I saw the plans. I was like. Where would this go? Um, I was like, where would that facade go? Because how's that facade going to go next to Bella Notte? Well, no, because there's, like, think... there's like a turn there. It's like yeah. where Albert Chante is, you know? Yeah. I think even yeah. uh, the Little Mermaid attraction would have been like, like uh, those films yeah. are really popular. And when you consider like, in Disneyland Paris, if you want to do something that's Beauty and the Beast, or if you want to do something that's like Little Mermaid, it's only character related. Like, there's nothing really else to do. So, yeah. I, th- I 
and like they those movies have really stood the test of time it's not what i would prefer but it makes the most logical like business sense like we're saying we're adding to Fantasyland. like there are so many things that are iconic that they could really just add and they had the right ideas but they just never really did that so yeah and i love dark I would rides have... as well like i really enjoyed dark rides i'm just putting yeah, that out there loved... I would have loved I think to that... ease the guys a mountain as well in Frontierland. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah, it was kind mm-hmm. of like a, like tower a, a, terror. a yeah tower terror, but like in a mine format where you were being shot up by the geyser. Um, mm-hmm. That could have been super fun. Yeah, um, I can't remember what else. What else got challenged? The the, uh, the New Orleans uh, hotel have been yeah. epic. Yeah. And I mean the the volcano bay, you know, inspired. Yeah. Well, the the concept that did inspire volcano bay, um, which was meant for Paris as a theme park. I, I think that would have been fun. I think um, it would have done quite well too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, would done, done so well, wouldn't it? Because it was half indoors, half outside. Yeah. It was such a brilliant concept yeah i mean it would have been a huge dome like huge with the the volcano would have been sort of like the support of the dome in the middle Um, but there's even so little to do like you've got the arcades and stuff but like i'm really surprised that disneyland paris hasn't gone like for and like in tokyo the way they have mermaid lagoon and whatever i'm really surprised has gone like they obviously had the idea for this for discovery mountain but like they like they, that's a thing that would really, really, really be useful because it would always be kind of guaranteed. Like when the weather is quite bad, it would be always a kind of area you can go and eat and shop and go on a ride. And I might be at an elaborate, but it would at least be like a kind of an indoor area. It would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, I think the the fully realized Discovery Bay um, would have been amazing. Obviously, yeah, like a it giant been, complex. It would have been like out of space as well like you would walk into that area and it'd be like wow i'm actually in space i don't have to dream about going yeah like you solve that problem as well which would be amazing yeah oh man are we, are we talking about literally anything yeah anything in the world because uh, they, they all they spoke they spoke about building a villains park for years in florida oh yeah it was rumored for so long and it never happened obviously so i think revisiting that and like even like a small scale and like a land would be quite cool yeah as well villain's land yeah it could be like they could do like an alternative fantasy land like you know the good side and the bad side and you could have the lost oh yeah all you could have all the villains from fantasy land like you know from dumbo to snow white to all of them to pinocchio like all the bad all the baddies like in a in a land right next door in like a darker land like a parallel universe isn't it yeah fantasy land yeah like a mirror image in the two lands but I mean Snow White already scares the little kids so I feel like you know it might have not been very family friendly (laughs) if you had a whole Um, scary land for the villains but you know you could make it fun (laughs) but inspired by what David said a second ago um, it's kind of a weird spin off but Every Disney CEO has these weird park vanity projects. So for Iger, it was um, Shanghai. Where do we think Chapex will be? He's not that type of CEO. Um, 
target. I don't know. I don't but know. I feel like I feel like Chipek is not going to be focused on to, parks. But every CEO wants to leave their mark on the company that's lasting, you know, and all of them have. Mm. Chipek will want to do something. Like you can't imagine that he just wants to sit there and be the CEO that keeps things sticking over. I could see. I could see Chipek launch. I could see Chipek launch a third park in Anaheim. Well, going where? It's, um, you know, it's okay. Disney. You want to make it happen, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. They own a giant They own a giant parking lot. They own Toy Story and also own a giant parking yeah. lot that's sort of across from the um, oh, stand, convention yeah. center. There's, there's land Toy down Toy by Story. the stadium, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Toy yeah, Story is the one that's earmarked. So that's just and opposite the King's Inn, actually. And there's, and there's like some ways, you know, to link it. You could do like, uh, uh, you know, the same way that Universal is doing with the train. You could have like, a, uh, you know, a, a windowless, you know, themed, themed monorail or, or, or underground train that takes you there. And you would just like not even realize that you've moved locations, you know? Um, yeah, I think, I think a third pocket will be India. Maybe. I think Maybe. Anaheim will get a third park because they are rapidly running out of space. Yeah. Yeah, it really sucks that, you know, they have all those hotels and all that, and those hotels will never let go. Like, they'll never sell. And you see, like, anything that goes on the market, Disney buys. They bought that piece of land when they were going to do the, yeah. you know, the um, the Eastern Gateway or whatever with the parking and everything, all the shit that got canceled. But they bought that hotel and turned it down and, and you know, tore it down, like, in an... In in a flash, because any real estate that goes up for sale, they'll buy. Um, yeah. But those hotels, they don't want to sell. I mean, those hotels are probably being paid off like, you know, 50 years ago. And now they sell you those rooms for like $100 a night. It's basically all mm-hmm. profits. Pretty <laughs> you know? money. Yeah. It costs nothing. I... Like, it, it costs almost nothing to operate. And yeah, it's just such a good investment. Why would they sell, you know? Um, and of course, I, if I'd they sell, they ask Disney JPEG. for like billions. <laughs> yeah, I would be shocked if JPEG doesn't announce something that's kind of like his thing. I don't think it'll be his next year, but I, I imagine that D23, probably D23 2023, the 100th anniversary of the company, he will just go like bonkers and announcing all sorts of bizarre things. I, yeah. I think. Yeah, the hundredth anniversary for the company. That's surely gonna have some big announcements. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coons is also a fifth a fifth park for Disney World. Um, I mean, right yeah, now it's hard. Also possible. Right now it's hard to um, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, um, I don't think Hollywood Studios is fully fully realized yet, and that you know. Well, well, we're just in a weird position now because after you know the COVID crisis and. All the investments that were just made and the 50th, the new attractions. It seems like Disney World is getting a lot, but eventually, you know, Disney World is always going to be Disney World. Like, it, it's yeah. such a it's such a giant, you know, dream vacation factory. Like, uh, there's always going to be demands. They just have to know what to do and how to do it and when. So, yeah. I I would imagine that 2023 it's going to be really difficult to see that year going without anything major announced. Like, there's got to be something, surely. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. surely there's going to be nothing announced for Disney Paris. <laughs> no, I but, uh... <laughs> Paris, but but the company will probably be looking to do some big investments to be all over the news cycle for at least a year. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, it's a big one. Like they have to go big. The problem is Paris just needs the fixing first. So let's finish all the fixing. Let's finish Disney Village. Let's finish Walt Disney Studios, and then we can think of doing anything else. Like I would rather not. 
start a new project before everything is fixed, you know? No, like Studios is going to need another expansion. Project. Like, you know, crossing fingers that, you know, Avengers Campus, Frozen, and Star Wars do happen in the next years, then we're going to need another expansion in there. It's going to be quite empty and like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I'd rather have another expansion before we get a third park. If it's to have like a half big park like Studios. Um, yeah, yeah, it makes sense to max out Studios real estate before doing a third park. Yeah, because also you have all the infrastructure and you have, you know, but of course the third park also means that you can up the price quite a lot. And because, and you know, people are going to stay three days. That's the thing. I uh-huh. think Paris will get its third park eventually, like years yeah. down the line, but I think it will come. Yeah. Nothing announced before 2030 earlier. Yeah. But hey, it's going to be an interesting few years if all goes on plan for us Disneyland Paris fan. I think we have a lot on our plate. We tend to forget, but we actually have a huge expansion on our that is like happening right now. And apparently, according to Elliot, the works are going to start next week. Uh, <laughs> so, Darren, we should play your we should play your uh, Tim Delaney interview that you did with him. I'm just kidding. Um, so. Uh, a bit, correct, of, yeah. a bit of background, <laughs> this was recorded uh, back when they um, launched Space Mountain, the uh, version one, right? Yeah, 1995. 95, and this was on a promotional cassette tape? It's a cassette tape of, yeah, the press pack. So it's a press, ah. so the tape, the tape has all the sound effects, the bands playing, the whole thing from the opening kind of thing. And then there's this this uh, few minutes of interview. All right. So let's. Uh, it's only three minutes. So mm-hmm. I thought it'd be cool to like complete or or theme from last week by with this interview. Um, and he talks about like a lot of the details and a lot of reasoning of how why they did Space Mountain that way and how they changed it and everything. So um, it's quite interesting. So let's play this. And thank you, Darren, for you know sourcing and recording, uploading all the stuff. And then uh, sure. <laughs> and we'll be back in three minutes. The Space Mountains uh, in our other parks have proven to be incredibly popular from their beginning to even to this day. They're the most popular of all of our attractions. However, this one's going to even be more popular because it goes faster, has more unique features to it. It has the onboard sound, the catapult launch, the ability to walk through the mountain. All of these elements are improvements and improvements that we felt very, very strongly about several years ago when we started designing this because we knew that we had to get ready for the 21st century and we had to create the greatest and latest technology every 36 seconds we're going to see this cannon recoil with a big boom and smoke come out and you'll see this train get fired up the side of the mountain after you've been launched you'll actually travel all through this space environment then you will go through what is called a a loop or a sidewinder you actually come out of that go flying through this asteroid field and then we'll encounter this corkscrew that we go through. So we go upside down twice there. And then the final element is we go upside down again in the, in the, just before the reentry, where we actually come into what's called a tongue, where the ride comes upside down and then goes flying into the reentry scene. Well, the inspiration actually came from the story of Jules Verne's uh, De la Terre a la Lune, From the Earth to the Moon. And in that story, the key part of that was that the, the journey to the moon actually started by launching a train from a cannon, this enormous cannon. And the key to that was it was like a whole new inspiration as to how to launch a vehicle from the Earth to the moon.
they very clearly demonstrated how man could travel into outer space, to the moon, and the last show was called Mars and Beyond. The shows were so popular that after they had shown uh, on the evening, the Sunday evening, that President uh, Dwight Eisenhower showed it to his scientists, and from that point, it really launched us quite significantly into the Man in Space program. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. The interesting thing about Jules Verne's inspiration uh, in, in dreams and storytelling was that he inspired an awful lot of other visionaries and writers to actually write about other journeys into space. What Walt Disney did is he created a vision that actually launched a real space program. What Space Mountain is going to do is put the guests into an experience that they have never been in before. Walt Disney was a visionary in his own right. In the mid-50s, he created three television shows called Man in Space, which actually portrayed a contemporary version of a, a trip from the Earth to the Moon. One of the popular attractions here is our simulated rocket trip around the moon. After entering the Disneyland spaceport, visitors may experience the thrills that space travelers of the future will encounter when rocket trips to the moon become a daily routine. However, scientists tell us that it will be many years before space travel becomes a reality. Big. And we're done, because we're going to be back. <laughs> We're back, sorry. <laughs> that was a short that was a short interview. I know, I know. I was like eating yogurt. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I told you it was three minutes. It's okay, I just put the sound back on and uh and Viv was just saying we're gonna be back, which we are. Hello, welcome back. <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's actually such a super interesting um 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 interview. Uh, he doesn't really like, you know, uh, say anything new but it's just really cool to hear him talk about it and how actually you know the children's novel um were maybe not the reason but like were a, a, a you know a, a component of like the start uh, of the idea of like putting men in space and everything so really space mountain is really linked to this whole you know space program and then they you know walt obviously did the whole attraction around space exploration so it's quite cool there's a lot of like real real life things you know inspired from all those stories so that's nice having having not heard that interview um does he mention that in the burn novel um they lost off to space from florida no but it's uh, quite interesting okay, so they did, yeah so the baltimore gun club um <laughs> when they're shooting the like they shoot the cannon thing into space um they do that from florida so that's yeah. fun oh, because but of the it... opening of at the opening of Space Man, they had Buffalo Bill and Annie Oakley there, didn't they? If, yeah. If you've, ever watched, if you've ever watched that. So it's a real American thing coming into it. French-American. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny because obviously they the first mission to the moon was also launched from Florida and they still were last mm. day. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool, I think. Yeah. And now it's just nonsense. But that's okay. This well, was yeah. this was last week's topic. Last, this we did was last, that last week's topic. We did, we did that last week. Um, Elliot, do we have any more questions? Yes. Um, so one from Edward. Oh wait, I have questions saying... in the DMs as well. Oh shit. Oh. 
Yeah. So just ahead, what, <laughs> what more could we see to celebrate Pride Month? What more could we see around the world from the rest of the Disney parks? And why is DLC the only one to mark Pride? <laughs> America. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Disney Paris has been actually kind of a pioneer on, and you know, it's it's been a bit of a arm twisting, I think, uh, behind the scenes yeah. to to have an official Pride party inside a Disney park. Obviously, Orlando has had you know private gay pride days. events gay days for, gay days for decades red, red t-shirt gay days but and it was never the like reason, official. the reason why the us don't do it is you just have to look at if they release a, a shirt or something that's a rainbow just look in the comments and just look in the mm-hmm. filth that appears like that's why there was like church groups threatening to boycott beauty and the beast because josh gad stares into the eyes of another man for 30 not even 30 seconds and people were threatening to boycott it which i think it's sad and i think you know but disneyland paris have owned this now don't they've taken away the magical pride name they've put their name to it they're really there's real sort of pride in it if you like but i think that's 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 the big step because you know events for pride have happened in u.s parks for a long time but disney has always taken the approach of like answering to all those groups but that's you know oh it's it's not us, you know, they're renting the space. They're just the landlord, basically. And so mm-hmm. in Paris, they were like, well, you know, what we're going to do is we actually going to be the organizers instead of just being the landlords. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big step. And I know, you know, if you look on the grand scheme of things and and all the, you know, the progress that's been made in society just today, like, you know, there was a court ruling in the U.S. like, you know, um, you know putting forward the rights of LGBT um, mm-hmm community and all that so of course there's way more important things but i think on a disney level it's it's a big step because disney has whether we want it or not traditionally been quite a conservative company and um and it's been really hard especially in the us to make any kind of progress without everyone just going up in arms so mm-hmm. it is what it is it's also worth saying that yes they have had done the the landlording of some events but at least in California, I don't know so much in Florida, is they have been taking part in pride parades for many years now, and they've sent down, like, mm. the omnibus and things. Like, they've yeah. been doing that for quite a fair while. Yeah. So, it's great progress. I mean, I think we can really be proud of Paris. And, um, yeah. and you know, and I I saw um, everyone, everyone in, in Paris management is so much behind this project. It is really just... Um, really nice to see like you know natasha i know we you know we just you know we're, we you know <laughs> we can be a bit harsh sometimes but uh she's really behind this project and she really means it and daniel delco is also extremely behind this project and they're all like very much on board with this uh the ambassadors um and a lot of people at team disney a lot of people at management are very much into this so it's you know it, it's i think it's too easy for there's always some people who are going to say, oh, they're just doing it for the money or they're just doing it, you know, because it's um, uh, because it's cool or to sell merchandise or to sell tickets or whatever. But like, I can really tell you that those people really care about it and those people really want to make a difference. And and if you've been to the party, you've seen the cast members and maybe you've run into, you know, Natasha or Gio or Danielle and you can see like how happy they were and how proud they were that, mm-hmm. that the event was being held. So. It was really nice to see that it actually really is something that they believe in. It's not it's not a, a PR stunt. There's there's obviously a part th- you know that is you know there's I, always going to be think economics, also, but also with the pride event, they they made it a pride event rather than a 
character night or a Disney night. It was it had that, but it it, it had a, that pride feel about it, and they, they did it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from now on in Disneyland Park as well, which shows you know exactly. they're actually ha- they're actually willing it's to growing. close the park yeah. early on that day for this event, which in they summer. only do for like Halloween in summer, you know. And what, what I thought was I really think... cool also is that, um, you know, the Pride Parade at, at Studios last year, it was, I mean, if you, you know, we're, you know how like we're bitches when it comes to like quality and show and like how big the floats are and everything. It was a really small parade, but um, it was mostly people on foot dancing with balloon, balloons. And I think it really touched everyone because it was exactly, it was, it was like so it emotional. It was a Pride Parade, wasn't so it? So passionate, you know, it, um, it was just, it was just like really, um, I think it was everyone got really touched. They were there on their own time. Yeah, and they care yeah. and they wanted to be there. And... and I think there was like there was like no incidents, you know, because obviously, you know, people were afraid, like you know, what's going to happen, like are people going to you know behave badly or whatever. And like, I mean, there were few, there were there were a few crazy people, you know, like a couple here and there, but you know, makes things interesting. But mostly everyone, it was just like you know, um, LGBT families. Everyone they was were... re- everyone was respectful of the location, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and there were kids, you know, know, it was, like, really nice. Um, And Boy Boy George showed up for this camp corner. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I do think it'll go to the American parks, though. I think it will make its way over there. It might take a few years. But remember, like, all the hate that went around after that. There were, like, a petition. Yeah, petitions. Yeah, they were, like, tagging Disneyland Paris in, like, hundreds of tweets per day and just uh, signing the petition and... And also people, I think, don't always understand. Like, they think that, you know, you could just go to the park with your family and all of a sudden, instead of getting the normal, normal parade, you're getting the pride parade. No, that's that's not how it works. Yeah. This is this is yeah. made by Disneyland Paris, but this is still a private event. If you don't want to go, you really don't have to go because it's not even during park hours. You really have to buy a special mm-hmm. ticket for it. So, you know, I don't think it, it disturbs anything or anyone. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But some people don't understand that because obviously they don't want to understand that. But hey, um, mm-hmm. so sad times, you know. It would have been uh, last week, two weeks ago, or something, this year, um, mm-hmm. and obviously it is canceled, like everything this year. But hey, next year already confirmed better. for next year. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna keep the same, um, the same uh, performers. Yeah, the same lineup. And the same for Electroland. Electroland had a great lineup this year. I really was excited to go. Because I've never Electron been to I mean, theme, ma- didn't it? It was a good maybe they, well. yeah. maybe they were maybe the whole reason that they already put a date next year is because they keep the same lineup. You know, maybe. so that they were early to like reschedule with the artists. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. Possible, we'll see. Um and I mean, in terms of like diversity in the parks and everything, I think it's quite hard because the, you know the attractions and everything are quite based on Disney stories. Um, so it'd be quite hard to like add diversity to the parks. But I mean, it's it's not impossible. I don't know. Yeah, why not for like new attraction and all this and that? I mean, you know, we're building Frozen Land. You know, there's all those rumors. <laughs> I don't know. But you you could um... you could do things like yes, you've got your Pride Party one night a week, but. This kind of requires Disneyland Paris food service to be good, but hey, um, you could run like special menus and things like that, special merchandise for the month. Like it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be a huge thing. Like it can just be, you know, this is the Pride Month, and for this month, you can buy all of this stuff. And this is what last happened last year. year. Yeah, right? snacks. Year 
Snacks oh, maybe, came around pride. Maybe not the snacks, but last year there was definitely the, a full line of merchandise. The yeah. yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah. Which is it nice. would be nice to have like snacks and things. Like if the food They can make cupcakes with like Yeah, I mean they had they had the rainbow cake, but it was quite hard to find on the nights. But you go into I remember last year in Disneyland I had the Main Street Electrical Parade cake in Plaza oh, Inn. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and that's like all the that's like got the rainbow colors inside. So you can do rainbow cake. Like, it's possible. Yeah. They also had like all those mm-hmm. cute Main Street Electrical Parade snacks, like this this uh, the um, the snail. The rainbow and all those cake things. In, in Studio One though last year. Yeah, yeah, it was. but just for the party. But I, the the thing is, like, I think uh, you know, I mean, obviously it was the first edition, so they need to like get their groove. But I was under the impression that you can only get it with the menu because it was really heavily advertised on the screens at Onkelis, uh, amazing restaurant, uh, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and clearly I did not really fancy getting Onkelis burger just to get uh, the cake. But apparently it was also sold at like a truck in the back of um, by oh, uh, cool. Tower of Terror. But I didn't realize that. Uh, but yeah. So next year. Which was really cool. They just gave you a little a little like piece of paper coming in. Like here's what we're selling and here's where to get it. Because then at least people would know what to get. So you know, basically, it's and that the is something they had with the Star Wars season. Star Wars and Frozen season. That is something yeah, I feel yeah. like they yeah, need to do. They did it last year for the Lion King as well, but I feel like it definitely needs to. It, it shouldn't be like oh, whenever we feel like it, it should be literally all the time because like it should got... be on the on the on the back of the map or something. Yeah, exactly, like spoke... that's what I was gonna say. If you go to Tokyo, they give you those maps and they have all this on it. Go ahead, Patrick. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. Um. No, just like like the more like we said in previous episodes. As soon as you walk through the gate, that's when they should be trying to get you to like spend more. And if people don't know what you're selling, then how are you expecting them to just wander across it? Yeah, I mean, the, the real estate on the on you know the the weekly program is not really well used because you have like already like two pages of just photos, and then they have like huge charts with all the times and stuff that could be much more compressed. And then you could probably have at least like three or four pages where you could put like. The latest merch, where to find it, the latest snacks, and where to find it. And given they print those every week, they could update them really frequently with like, you know, here's this but new that doll. Would rely here's this new. Yeah, that's true. But like, you know, here's this new, um, this new cake, this new jersey, this new like collectible, and you can find it at this store for that much money. You know, in in Tokyo, I remember those like merchandise. Yeah, are, like literally the phone book. Like the there's like a million things in there, um, so yeah. But hey, we'll see. Do you reckon? No, I guess. Too, do you reckon there's too much space given to like sponsors on it? Because I feel like there's a lot of like when I look at like maps and like programs and stuff, I feel like there's always like a really kind of big space for sponsors. And I know sponsors are necessary for like you know the running of the park and to make money and whatever. But I'm like, I feel like just in general. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like they Pandora? Make, yeah, but they make different, they make loads of different, like, they make them in loads of different languages. So it's not as if they're, like, squeezing six languages onto one map. It's like each map has its own kind of space to breathe, like. Yeah. And Seb says he loves the Disneyland program. Look, it's like monochrome with just a schedule. You know, they just print, they just print on a white paper oh. in, like, one color all the times. And you just, like, slot it into, like, the bigger park map when they give you your ticket. It's quite nice. Bit old school. Yeah, it's a, 
there's a lot of things that those parks do a lot better. I think Paris, they kind of just get away with doing things really basic. But if you remember, um, they were starting to do it. They made that little guide about a week before lockdown with the two um, the yeah. Frozen and Star Wars snacks on it. Yeah, that was very yeah, nice. There was, yeah. It was sent to motion, us. I think. It was sent to us on Inside Ears, uh, this like weird PDF that was just this really narrow and really long thing, and no one really understood why it was that weird format. And we're like, oh, it's because it's from the printing. <laughs> but why can't but why can't those things be ready for? Because like the Frozen season and the Star Wars season had been on a while. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we had yeah. them. The hotels had them, but only at like only the Queen's Irish and only like small. You know, like they didn't come in like large amounts, like the buttons, for example. So they they just didn't really give them to people. And I think in the parks they had them as well, but just like. They didn't really talk about it, you know? So only if you knew they existed, you would be able to find them. That's always kind of a thing at DLP. You have to know things exist. They only give it to you. Um... Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember at David Crockett Ranch, they just gave them to every single guest. And I was like, oh, that's smart. Hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe that's that was we, a that's test. That's why we follow DLP report, isn't it? Yeah, it could, so it could have been a test. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely an effect. Like, if we tweet about, you know, there's a new button somewhere or, like, there's a new program or a new something, people are going to go and, like... Because because there's so there's so few things that you can get for free inside the park, like buttons or guides or whatever, that, like, when there is something, people <clears> just, like, rush to it. I feel like in Disneyland or Disney World, it's such a normal thing. Like, the first thing you're going to think when you get into the park, unless it's, like, your birthday or your first visit, you're not going to rush to get a button. But if you, in Paris, if you learn that they have new buttons, everyone is going to want to get one because they know it's never going to last, and then they want to have, like, this collectible. Um, so maybe if there was, like, if they were more available, people would stop, like, running like crazy for them. Um, but, yeah. But I like the guides. I don't know how we got to that discussion, by the way. But here we are. Food. We're talking, about, um, <laughs> we're talking about how they could make like special fried food and drink for the season. Ah, yes, true. Fried um, cocktails. Oh my so, gosh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> we have um, we have a few questions from Gavin Gavin Perry. Who and I'm gonna I'm gonna do just the first and last one because the second one we kind of answered. Um, and I, I thought that would be a great moment to bash our favorite show. He says, "Do you have any unpopular, controversial DLP opinions?" <laughs> Ah, well. <laughs> well, actually, unpopular and controversial is not really illumination because I think most people agree that it's crap. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have some. Uh, does it have to be positive or negative? But, but most people... un unpopular slash controversial. Like something that most people like and I guess you don't like. Stella Princess Worlds. I loved yeah. it in the beginning, but, you know, it's it's uh, over. Yeah done yeah. you know I when would... the parks reopen put the princess and royal calls the stage and make them wave to guests but just give us something new please yeah i don't know if it's controversial but i don't really like those light here no, like me neither but it could also be just because that you know they're the obviously targets. They were, they were like refurbishing it now, but obviously a lot of the targets didn't work anymore. <gasps> that's so true, though. I think, so, uh, that's not going to reopen with the park. Nope. That's not reopen it, I mean, most, it, it most likely is. Yeah, it most likely is going to remain shut. Yeah, it was going to be it was going to be done for I think late, uh, early August. Now, Start, uh, like yeah. 
July. The thing that annoyed me with Buzz was like so much of having a good score relied on a disabled person getting on. Oh, yeah, because the, the, yeah, the... Oh, because it stops the ride. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would say, I would, I would say, uh, like, controversial opinion, I definitely preferred Dreams of Christmas over regular dreams. Oh, what? I did enjoy mm. Dreams of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. like, I did enjoy it, but... I, I just thought I'd throw the cat, I'd throw, throw the cats in the movie. But, like, it's very simple, and it's because it's my brand and the fact that I really don't. I think the Peter Pan is way too overused at Disneyland Paris, and it was nice to have. I feel like at least when they put uh, Anna and Olaf, it was kind of like, hey, yeah, you couldn't do Aunt Frozen today, uh, but here's like a show, and they're kind of really in it. And it was like, kind of like, or filled, like, it, not only did it work because it told the story, but it also filled, like, a guest's desire to kind of have, like, more of, like, a Frozen when. Disney Paris is not going to spend money to have like more frozen on the parks. So I thought that's what I liked about. Yeah. Um. Um. I actually really like Ratatouille. I think it's nice. That is controversial. I like, I like the area. <laughs> okay. Can Can I ask something? How long do you think Mickey and the Magician can go on for? A few more years. A few yeah, more years. Yeah. I think it was. Really. However, they. They could update some of the scenes. Like they could change the Frozen Definitely. One scene into Frozen Two, you know, to keep the music. In Frozen 2, the music of Frozen Two isn't as iconic as Frozen One. I know, but you know, like but they update could definitely it. update fresh, it. Fresh. Yeah. Just like they did with Dreams like, when they added in Merida, like after a few, you know, that was nice. I'm yeah. pretty sure making a musician was budgeted for 13 years. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a great show. Let's not lie about it. It's a great show. That's oh, an amazing show. And um, how long the magical map has been around? Like, uh, yeah. I don't think. I think Even that's more, that's why th that's why I miss a bit more about when you look at Disneyland Paris in the past with shows like even Dreams and like. Uh, shows that they used to have, it would, they would always try and like tweak it, like Forest of Enchantment and stuff like that. They tweaked it a lot more. Whereas I feel like now lately they kind of just like, yeah, that worked. Let's just do it again. Forest of Enchantment was also great though. They should bring that back for spring. Yeah. yeah. Um, I show. don't like how they have been tweaking Mickey and the Magician. I thought the first yeah. year was great, and then every single year it comes back, and you're like, eh, but it was better when you had the thing you had before. Now it's just like mm -hmm. you changed it for no reason. Yeah. They literally change the choreography every year for no reason. Literally just, no reason. They should just change one of the scenes. I think yeah. I, I, I scene always, change would be good. Yeah. But like Jasmine should come on after the genie and sing speechless, and that'd be quite cool. Um, that would be ooh. sick. <laughs> ooh, I, think, yeah. I think they should double I watch that King scene. Too. Yes, please. Because it doesn't really fit. Because he's not a not magic. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, but I feel like that's more like a marketing move because people just love the Lion King and you just have to have it in there. Yeah, well, we're lucky now. We've got a Lion King stage show. Yeah, remember when they announced the Lion King and Jungle Festival? We're like, so are they going to remove the Lion King from Making Magician? And, and no, actually, it was part of the marketing. You can also see the Lion King in Making Magician. <laughs> They're like, and uh, you can watch yes. a video of the Lion King show at the studio theater. Remember, oh, that was yeah. a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Talk about dark times. I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, that was that yeah. time last year. Yeah, that was bad. Dark times last year. Yeah, that was bad. 
Uh, well, it'd be I... interesting to see also if like the Frontierland Theater is gonna reopen with the park. Is that all? Is that area gonna be open? And it won't because I met mean, because the paving was almost finished, but I think they had about two or three weeks left, didn't they? When yeah, the park in... shut. But in the safety plans, in the safety plans, they have a they have like a selfie photo spot meet and greet thing where you know the Arendelle Village was. Oh, they do, they do. So Jimbe like, so, Joy. Yeah, so maybe that place will have some characters, which means the area might be reopened. But I guess they have to finish the construction. They were really really close. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember like anything being like completely ripped apart anymore. They had like completely resurfaced it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll I also like Galaxy's Edge. Like, I think it's a pleasant place. I, there's problems with it for sure, but yeah, I, I like think, it. I think it's. I think that's too controversial it's just, there. It's not bad. It just needs more. It's just like Galaxy's Edge got a really bad press when they opened because Rise wasn't ready for like eight months or something. Yeah. So I just I was, I was thinking about it earlier after our discussion this morning, and I was just thinking that. I actually think that the marketplace is really impressive. And oh, I the love sounds the when you walk around oh, yeah. and you've got the sounds of the spaceships going overhead. Like yeah. really good. Like it's a very big departure, I think, from what Disney's they... done in the past where everything has to have a background loop. And Galaxy's Edge is just like, well, let's just make it feel like you're there. And yeah. I think it's they, they really did the, good job. The Imagineers a hundred percent did the best with the resources they were given. A hundred percent. Yeah, but and I, I think also I think, like I think even that downplays it. Like it's not they did the best with what they had. They did a really good job. They just they just had some unfortunate cuts. And also, yeah, you know, we we all went last summer at Disneyland, and I don't think any of us has done Rise. And so I was supposed to have done it by now. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Rise. But like, I, I feel like that. if you imagine sorry, what sorry, we did. Darren. None of us. Sorry. I've done Rise. Oh, you've done Rise, Darren. Oh. In January. Well, maybe you can maybe you can compare to the experience that you had last summer at Disneyland because I feel like the experience that I've had at Disneyland, if you put Rise with it, the mix of like you know doing the Millennium Falcon, walking through the market, getting some food, getting some lightsaber done, having a cocktail at Oga's just walking around some more looking at the shops looking at the details of the shops and then doing r- the whole rise of the resistance traction i feel like that is a full complete experience no i feel like we because we're missing the other attraction i feel like we didn't really get to experience the full fledged galaxy's yeah, edge it is yeah definitely it gives you a whole lot more to do and it's and it's incredible but for me that that ride is still stuck in a building out the back and i think we spoke about this before but the kinetics of the land i want a bit more busy busy land mm. lots more sound and connection it does look like me. it's like in a forest or something right it's a queue like mm. sort of like in a in a forest area. it's it's incredible i mean it is incredible and even when you disembark is amazing just leaving the area is, is yeah, wonderful but it's, animatronics a bit whack <laughs> yeah, you thought that, didn't you? Yeah, we, we've chatted about this, haven't we? Yeah, you, you weren't sure about it, were you? But, like, it was cool, but I just feel like the animatronics <laughs> are so whack. And I'm like, what's happening here? Everyone else is so cool. And then there's everything like, is wow. His it legs aren't wow. moving, and he's moving towards me, but his legs aren't moving. What's happening? And I, I haven't been to, to both of them on either side. It's like the, the Disney World one is, is flipped around, so the sun is in a different direction. So you feel like you feel like you're in California, or sort of Galaxy's Edge in California, but 
the sun is coming from a different direction, so your photos are a bit different. That's my thought. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So if you're sta- so if you're standing at the Millennium Falcon, you've got the sun behind you, kind of thing. Ah. Yeah, it's oh, right. flipped. Okay. Never thought of that. Uh, I think, I think that, do... that marketplace is just like a masterpiece, though. I think it's genius. Yeah, it's, it's one of the best parts of the whole round. Should we do one more question? Yeah. Do you have more questions? Yeah, yeah I mean, we can do a last one. Um, it can it can be like a quick, you know, roundtable, because we are, we're already going on two hours and a half, people. Uh, <laughs> which attraction is most desperately in need of refurb or upgrades? Mm. So we're talking yeah. Disneyland Paris. Ratatouille. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like they could actually rebuild Ratatouille and remove the screens? No, that'll never happen. No. Uh, well, I would say Buzz Lightyear, but now it's getting his refurbishment. Um, I don't know. I would say Hyperspace Mountain because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, Space Mountain, you know. I think they, they did they... a great job with the experience enhancement plan. So I think most stuff that needed to be refurbished has. And I don't think attraction maintenance in terms of paint and stuff like that is much of an issue at DLP anymore, per se. Yeah. But, Pirates yeah. still has some issues. Like, the yeah. tooling pirates still never work. They the, do. The swinging pirate is still, like, something that they have problems with. Like, it's better, but pirates like it, they fix it and then like within five six months it's just like oh, oh well yeah well the thing is um i would also say you know all the um, all the effects in into small world like i feel like all those effects are so, so simple and it's just really astonishing that it can't keep them running all the time i get that the attractions open all day and those things are like you know swinging or turning all day but i mean i don't know you know the kites on the ceiling and we were talking about that the other day um, I feel like all this should be like such simple effects and it adds so much kinetic and movement to the attraction. Sometimes you go through it and it's, everything's kind of just like dead, you know, it's like, uh, you have like some things turning, but you know, the whole ceiling is off. Um, that so ceiling feel, needs to be darkened as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's lighter. It's too light, light shade of blue. Uh, but it's the yeah. blue sky because it's a small world. The but the colors, the lighting and things in Small World is beautiful. It's just completely ruined by the really light sky, it, <laughs> sky yeah. ceiling. It, does, it just doesn't make any sense. You see all the squares from this from the drop ceiling. <laughs> yeah, and you um, see the air conditioning vents, and it's like you go to even the Disneyland one. It's not perfect, but it's a lot darker, and it does yeah. look better for it. It's interesting that they never like, you know, corrected that in a refurb or something. I guess they never repainted the ceiling. Uh, because at be Pirates, really for example, job. talking about Pirates, Pirates is completely dark, and sometimes you don't even realize that there's a, there's a ceiling. Like, when, you, when your boat yeah. goes in front of the restaurant, like, it really feels like you're outside. Um, you don't really see the ceiling. So, yeah. But apart from that, yeah, I feel like a lot of our attractions are actually decent state currently. Uh, Autopia, they need to get fixed, and they did. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Studios, obviously, but you know, studios is being worked on. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Well, even in studios, the attractions are in a pretty good state. It's just a case of, do you like the attractions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, soon, hopefully, we will like it. Oh, Seb says the smoke in Big Thunder Mountain. But, I mean, I feel like that's also something that it added later. It didn't work, but, yeah. It's, 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 it's probably being fly, sacrificed. Flying carpets over Agrabah needs a desperate refurbishment. What does? Flying carpets over Oh, it Agrabah. does. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... It needs it needs removal. That's what it needs. But if yeah. it if it isn't removed, it, it needs a complete refurbishment. I mean, you get on those carpets and there's no more paint where you put your hands to like make it move. It's basically white because it's been like polished by all the kids' hands so much over the year. Which you and know. they they used they used to like move like carpets. Now they don't move at all. Yeah. In today's world, I'm like, how is that going to work? Are you going to still be able to operate your carpet? Do you want to touch that lever? I don't know. <laughs> well, no, that, Dumbo. no that, I said in Hong Kong, Dumbo won't reopen, and you'll have Mickey and Minnie going around on Dumbo. Um, yeah, I saw that. You're joking. I'm excited. Yeah, no, that, I'm excited that's, that's that. in the video. That looks really cool. So, yeah, it's like, this new and exciting not ways open. to meet your Disney friends. Yeah. It's fun to see Mickey on Dumbo. Yeah, I would oh love my that. Gosh. <laughs> I'm in oh. for it. That's what's going to happen to the carousel. Oh my gosh, yes, the carousel too. Because someone oh, mentioned the carousel to me, and I don't think I connected the dots until now when they said that they were going to put certain characters on the carousel is because they're not going to put guests on them, on it. Oh my god, they can put Ellis in the teacups. The teacups oh as well. Oh my gosh, teacups as well, yeah. Oh my Just god. got an inside in my brain. That, that would be really so, cute. Okay. What, what, what do you have to touch stuff on? Um, well, bus, teacups, I mean, you're really... Orbitron, teacups. Based yeah, on the everything, mountain. Everything. Based on the mountain, you're going to touch the bar. They can't, that's not, that can't be it. That, that's not, that can't be how they're going to do that. I mean, they, yeah. they could for like the smaller attractions, but then they can't really block out all of Fantasyland, can they? Because then small no. kids can't do rides. Yeah, and I mean, even teacups. Like, I mean, just put a pump of a hand sanitizer before and a pump after and just... You know, don't touch your face yeah. during attraction. Yeah. Like, I mean, at some point, you know, you gotta. You know, if you if you touch things and you don't touch your face, you're fine. Especially if you use sanitizer before and after the attraction, which is like a minute. Um, I'm just curious. Passed, as... Everyone's in masks. Everyone's past temperature screening. You know, the risks of transmission are quite low. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious as to how much they're gonna obligate the masks because in like park Austin, they're not obligated unless you're in a covered space well i think uh, in paris it's everywhere yeah everywhere yeah. but they might have those like you know rest areas like they did at universal where you can but go like, in there oh, it's like where from people also um, how are they gonna how are they gonna control smoking because you know yeah Smoking is gonna have that would is, be such a great time. Gonna be... That'd be such a great time to like forbid smoking, smoking. in the park. Yeah, I mean, yes. you know, if you're gonna blame things on COVID, like put put that on the bill, please, because it needs to go anyway. And so that would be a great time, <laughs> you because know? they could use like the smoking areas as like yeah. relax areas. Except if people yeah. are gonna smoke, I would really not want to be. I mean, in it's the a respi- it's a respiratory disease. You probably don't want to rest in a smoking area. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I think so. The way the way the American parks did it is, you actually have to leave the security cordon to smoke. So you have to go outside. I'd be Ooh. all down for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, European guys are gonna be so mad. There will be protests <laughs> because also, like, 
I feel like in the US, like at Disney, at Disney World especially, if you leave the security area, like the queues are not are really like apart from like you know morning rush or whatever, uh, the queues aren't usually too long. But in Paris, sometimes if you get back on the Plaza Hub, like you're gonna um, you're gonna have to queue again to get back in. It's just like. <laughs> But yeah, Plus, they could there'd use... be like a, a bunch of people on the Plaza Hub smoking. Well, they could turn the picnic area, you know, that picnic area that no one uses because everyone brings their food inside the park. The one yeah, that's by the moving really cute, walkways. Though. Yeah, well, that could be the smoking area. You could put like 200 people smoking in there. Although Is the smoke. Park? No, it's next to the moving walkways. Like, no, you know, El- when you El- exit it's... the moving walkways. It's by yeah, the buses, like... isn't it? You know the bridge where you walk like from the buses to the Hotel New York car entrance? Yeah. yeah. You see it on your right. There. You can enter there, yeah. No way. I've only been to be guest really parking cute. like twice. Mm. I'm, I'm not talking guest parking. I've never been actually inside the picnic area, but I kind of want to visit now. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> when, you, yeah, when you used to, when you weren't allowed to take your own food into the park. So you were yeah. I mean, you're there. still not. <laughs> Well, yeah, but technically yeah, not like supposed to do that. Early 90s, they actually checked your bags for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the only thing they were checking your bags for was food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, after the first year, they were like, we're not making money. We're not going to let anyone with food inside the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be all very interesting questions. I think we're going to be very busy uh, reporting for uh, the first few days of opening because there's so many questions. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, so... I think I think this concludes um, this concludes the um, uh, the show. I missed um, the LP. We um, <laughs> will be back in two weeks, but maybe we'll be back next Monday. Are we going to do a show no matter what day it's announced? Like, if it's announced, should we just do it? I, I just I yes. just answered I just answered your question, Jeff. <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah, but oh no, <laughs> ne- next Monday WWDC. Oh no. Well, we'll do that, you Elliot. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly how much more we can discuss uh, about the reopening. We cannot like spill all the tea at the beginning of the show. Uh, I don't know how much we can discuss once we have the dates. Uh, but hopefully, we'll get more details from Design Paris on the day as well. Well, we should get. I suppose what we should get is details about the reservation system. Um, and all that yeah. kind of thing that they will announce some things that we don't already know I think yeah, yeah. true what's going to well, happen to people who have booked hotels like all that kind of stuff we might be able to answer those questions next week exactly alright so to it's not going to sh- be next week it's going to be the week after mm-hmm. yeah no it's going to be next week um... maybe in the middle you know in between next week Friday <laughs> Well, we'll see. <laughs> so the um, the last song of the day is someone selected Disney in the stars. Who is it? Richie. Oh, it was Richie. Great. Thank you, Richie. <laughs> so I guess Disney in the stars is... He requests and he's not on the show today. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he is. He was supposed to be. I think he's, he's like... He's working. Somewhere. He's working, he? he says. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't understand that. <laughs> Sorry. He says like every other Friday, every other Monday or something. He works. Oh, so <laughs> all the Mondays, all the Mondays we have a show. All right. Well, That's the last. Amazing. We the did last... well. <laughs> we did well. Yeah. Great timing. <laughs> the last song of the show is called <laughs> "Disney and the Stars," and from what I understand, it is a fireworks show at Hong Kong Disneyland, which is the musical theme of today. So this is. 
what we're going to end the show with. And uh, thank you, everyone, who listened to our almost three hours of rambling. And uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for joining on the show, as usual. Thank you, Patrick, for the quiz. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you. And we will see you in um, in a week or in two weeks. But we'll see you Soon. with a... With, <laughs> We will not show up without a reopening date in hand. So, uh, <laughs> so hopefully, Unless the reopening date gets delayed, and we happen to be here in two weeks anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but hopefully, so we'll have in the future there'll be another show. But we'll have the reopening date hopefully on the next show. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, um, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.